You're listening to Beneath the Tide, a weekly pirate-influenced Dungeons and Dragons campaign ran on the Mimics and Monstrosities Switch channel every Wednesday at 10:30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find the channel and all of our streams at Twitch.tv/Mimics/Letter-N/Monstrosities, and all other information regarding where you can find us on the internet can be found in the episode descriptions. The intro music to all of our future episodes of Beneath the Tide is performed by Ross Bugden. And a huge thanks to CD Projekt Red, and eventually in the later episodes, Blizzard, for giving us the rights and permission to use the music from The Witcher 3 and World of Warcraft. So, thank you. Hey everybody, so instead of, we're going to try something new today, we're going to do announcements at the start of the uh, podcast episode instead of doing stuff that isn't, you know. These are the audio announcements, so these are going to be a little different than the announcements you hear in the video. Because these announcements that you're hearing right now are recorded, you know, a week after the pod. This episode was streamed on Twitch and recorded and all that stuff. So, first up, do you like Dungeons and Dragons? And do you like the Ravenloft campaign setting for Dungeons and Dragons? But do you miss the Ravenloft setting because it hasn't been pushed over to 5th edition? Well, a part of that craving can be satiated if you go to dmsguild.com and look up the adventure Ravenloft Sorrow on the Sea. Ravenloft Sorrow on the Sea is written by me, and it is a Dungeons and Dragons adventure set on the Sea of Sorrows in the Ravenloft campaign setting, and it's for characters of around 10, levels 10 to 13, uh, and you find yourself lost on the Sea of Sorrows, this m sea that borders the western mainland of the core of Ravenloft, your ship having just sunk, being sunk beneath the waves, and you become stranded in the middle of this vast body of water with no hope of survival. Sorrow on the Sea... It's a 32-page adventure with a gothic horror meets cosmic horror theme set in the Sea of Sorrows of Ravenloft. It is a perfect adventure to pick up after you finish Curse of Strahd. Anyone will explore more of Ravenloft or just put into a Ravenloft set campaign at any point in time. With the adventure, you get a new background for characters called the Lost Soul. That deal is all about forgetting your past life and dealing with the possibility of being soulless and a bunch of other fun stuff in between. A new magic item called the Ring of the Vampire that is cursed and may turn the person who wears it into a vampire. Of course, it turns you into a vampire if you wear it. And it's very fun. There are mechanics for playing a vampire PC attached to the item. A few new creatures added to this horrific adventure, as well as some creatures that have been ported over from, you know, Volo's Guide to Monsters and uh, Xanathar's Guide. Not Xanathar's Guide, sorry. Uh, Morning Cane's Tome of Foes. And maps for both the DM and player. So if you love the Ravenloft campaign setting and want to play more in it, you can check it out on dmsguild.com and just look up Ravenloft Sorrow on the Sea. Speaking of announcements, if you watched our premiere episode of Call of Cthulhu on the channel, The Nightmare Society, last Sunday at 10.30pm Eastern Time, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, the support is great, and playing with new campaign systems is always fun and exciting, and I really love getting into new systems. Um, but you can expect the second episode of Call of Cthulhu, The Nightmare Society, to air Sunday, August 30th at 10.30pm Eastern Time. Just as well, Soldiers of the Lich Queen usually airs at 1pm Eastern Time on Wednesdays. Sundays. That is being pushed back to 5.15pm on Sundays, and that's Eastern Time. Also, coming up... 
Sunday, September 6th, there will not be a session of Soldiers of the Lich Queen or Call of Cthulhu, as I will be away that weekend. So instead, we will be running a pre-recorded one-shot September 6th at 5.15pm Eastern Time called The Mage's Tower, and that will be ran by the wonderful Kirkland, who you may know from them on our Call of Cthulhu game and Soldiers of the Lich Queen. Again, thank you for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate it. You're listening to episode 71 of Beneath the Tide, The Catalysts of Iron. And this episode was streamed live on Twitch August 19th, 2020. We hope you enjoyed the episode. <laughs> oh, Unless jam. Hello, everybody. We are back with Beneath the Tide, episode 71. 70, 69 part- 71. Fine. Or 69 part 3, like everyone else is saying. <laughs> so, some announcements before we begin. Oh, now I really want to do a Godzilla campaign. Like kaijus, just destroying <laughs> shit. Ugh! I mean, that sounds like a really fun one to DM. I will like defend. I will defend yeah. Pacific Rim to my dying breath. Anyways! I love Pacific Rim! Anyways, the sequel not so much. I haven't seen but, that either. I I saw the first one in the seats that like vibrate and oh. shake and move along with like what happens. It was the it was the best experience. Speaking of moving seats, some announcements to make before we begin. Uh, so starting in September, instead of doing a new charity every month because it feels kind of poopy to stop supporting these really good charities to only go to uh, do another one, um, we're going to be indefinitely starting in September. Uh, raising money indefinitely for the Black Lives Matter uh, through the Veil Project and for the Trevor Project. That way, I never have to stop supporting them on the channel. I can just have both continuously find a way to keep raising money for them indefinitely without a time frame running out. Um, so yes, that is the plan for that. Um, also, tomorrow we're finally back with Shadows Over Ravenloft. It'll be very exciting at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time. We're getting to the end of that campaign as well. But when it ends, you can tune into our run-through of the upcoming adventure module of D&D, Rime of the Frost Maiden. A horror adventure, surprisingly, set in the Frozen Wastes, or whatever that area is in the Forgotten Realms. So basically... Winter Horror D&D. I'm very excited. But that'll be happening after Shadows of a Ravenloft. So we're going from horror to horror. It's going to be fun. Um, <clears throat> again, I don't know when that's going to happen. But the adventure comes out in September. So, Also, on Sunday, possibly, Soldiers of the Lich Queen may be back. Yes, but we'll be moving the time. Bumping it back by about three hours. I think. Yes? Yes, to 5.15pm Eastern Time. Mm-hmm. Whatever that Luna is, back. Central Time. Yes. Two? That's... No. Wait. That's two Pacific... No. Whatever time we'll it is. We'll figure it out. We'll put out a tweet. We'll I'm figure three it hours, out. I'm three hours ahead of you, so... Yes. Okay. But it was three mountains of two, so that... Yeah, 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 I think... It... Yes. Either way... Sure. We'll put out a tweet. <clears throat> Uh, and also, this Sunday, at 10.30pm Eastern Time, is the premiere of a game, a 
well, a campaign on the channel that isn't Dungeons and Dragons for the first time. 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, we'll be diving into Call of Cthulhu, the Nightmare Society. It's set in 1920s England, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I have the monster in my head already for their first session, or first sessions, depending how long it takes them to crack the case, and I'm very excited. I will gush about it on break to people in this chat that I know who we like the same things. We've talked about things that we enjoyed together before. You told us about it. I did. Like, like last week, maybe, or two weeks ago. I did. I think I did. We've seen sneak photos. Oh, that's right. So, tune in Sunday for Call of Cthulhu. I'm very excited to get my freak on. <laughs> Missy Elliott. Also... Be sure to tune in because there will be a disclaimer about H.P. Lovecraft and why he was a shit human being. Oh, but here's the benefit. Here's the benefit, though. He hated games and he hated people using other stuff. So it's kind of great to say, hey, we're doing Lovecraftian things because that guy's the horrible. And <laughs> there are far better people out there using cosmic horror as a genre than he ever did. So, mm -hmm. right. And I'm also super excited to see that Lovecraft show. I haven't seen an Me? episode yet, but I heard it's oh, true. Yeah looks so good mm -hmm. very excited but speaking of tentacles and caleb we're, watching that. caleb we're watching that together by the way let's do it okay we're agreeing we're on we're online right now this is, this is a binding pact it is we have to watch it together <laughs> i hate this pressure and binding packs are quite a common thing in cosmic horror Anyways, so much. speaking of cosmic horror and stuff like that Last we left off, you all followed Grom, the full orc, to heading to the Iron Spire, the base of the Catalyst of Iron, to deal with them once and for all, essentially, since they had attacked the settlement you were staying at in the Shadowfell and wiping out quite a lot of people. You fought an Udak. 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 And it went, it, it went rather well. Only Ash got swallowed and basically fucked it up from the inside, so we're all good. You all traveled through a swamp with people hiding dead corpses in the water. As opposed to living corpses. Exactly. With lights floating above the water meant to lure people towards these pools of water. Very reminiscent of the best, one of the best parts of the Two Towers, I think it was. Or Return of the King. Two Towers. The Two Dead towers. Marshes. Haven't seen that either. Oh, jeez. The Dead Marshes and... Someone almost got lured into the depths, but... Hey, surprise, it was Eclipse. <laughs> but they were not pulled into the depths and killed forever, so it was fine. And thank you so much, Teacup Toady in chat, for your comment. Um, so, <clears throat> you all proceeded through the swamp, harm-free, and arrived at a... Holy moly, my brain is mush because I haven't had anything today to wake myself up. Hello. This is the worst recap I've ever done. You're getting through it. You're getting there. You all eventually found yourselves in a field of grains, a creepy field of grains, very inspired off the likes of Diablo 2, perhaps? With a bunch of undead cows roaming the fields. The party decided not to mess with the undead cows much to my disappointment, and 
Instead, he continued on down the path towards the sounds of some strange croaking. And while continuing on down this path, Ogden saw what looked like two massive bipedal toads hiding in the grains. The cornfield, as it were. These creatures, known as Banderhobs, attacked the party, attempting to swallow the party up and run off with whatever they could consume. However, the Banderhobs didn't get to do this whatsoever, as one was brutally murdered and the other got banished and never came back. Level 12. So, after dealing with the Banderhobs, you all continued forward down this And that is where we're pick up this week. And I'm really sad I didn't get to kill that Les Bendahope. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> cut into my drinking time. Just for the best. All right. Is it though? Is it? I mean, he's not going insane this way, so I see it as a win-win. Is he? Isn't he, though? Have you seen him insane? It's not a pretty sight. I mean, I... I've sort of seen him get birthed, so I've, I think I've seen the entirety of his life, technically. Or just about. Mm. Uh, uh, we've seen the entirety of his life uh, so far. Okay, true. I'm not. We can't all see into the future. No, that is a question, isn't it? Does, Just a little dance. <laughs> is your entire life your lived experience or your memories? Because well, I, I have didn't... memories, not too much lived experience, though. I'm gonna put my not hand doing down this. Next to for We're not doing time. this again. First mushroom girl tries to get me to doubt my existence, and now this guy, not again! <laughs> um, and just to reiterate, the marching order is Grom, Eclipse, Ogden, Ash, Baxter, Noose, Leah, and Henry. Great. After Ogden makes his dad joke, I'm gonna just put that put out a hand for a low five. Contested dexterity checks. No, I'm kidding. Really? No. <laughs> to see if that <laughs> sticks. Excellent. Pull out a dagger, stab him in the throat. Ogden Boone, you're dying out. Oh. Even with my new score. I got a six. Um, I poker in the eye. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's a 13 for me. Right. So both, not great. You both do terribly. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like those five fives. It's kind of like those, those. Neither of us are like, looking. You're kind of just like, oh. It's low. We're not really looking. He just acknowledges it. It's like it. you're hitting like each other slump. with limp meat. <laughs> limp meat? Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> like it's in a Ziploc bag. Just. It's like. Uh, it's like a marinating steak. Yeah, it's like getting slapped. Yeah, well, by well, what kind meat? of meat are we talking about? Like bag of ground beef, bag yeah, of cold cuts. I think it's like a bag of whole, bag like tri-tip. Bag of cold cuts. <laughs> room temperature. Room temperature. Oh god. <laughs> bag of room temperature cold cuts with condensation. Smacked in your face. Um, oh, uh, so, like warm, oh no. Warm below. And like pre-packaged, oh, not like nice. cut in the deli. 
Oh yeah, no, just bologna is really that meat is slimy. (laughs) Uh, Growing hair, fried bologna sandwiches with ketchup. (laughs) Anyways, anyways, um, I think only Garrett caught that one, and I'm happy about that. (laughs) So Carnifex, I heard you. Yeah. So you saw what they just did, right? The high fiving, the exchanging of like the the joyfulness there. I'm familiar with high fives. Yes. So, if you were to high-five someone, which hand would you use? Do you have a dominant hand? Is it different from Henry's? Yeah, when Henry jerks off, who takes over? (laughs) (laughs) Well, when the chains come out. That's what he's he's feeling. So would that be like... Back to beating meat again? Would that be like... like That that age-old technique where you sit on your hand? Oh, guess we know where Justin's is. No, just just one eye turns red. Sorry, that's your character. I apologize. I'm sorry. Hi, Indy. Thanks for joining in live at this Fan episode. <laughs> no, no, no. What? No, that no. is not. Don't Indy, don't subject don't rule thirty four. That don't don't subject. You know you've you be... made it when your characters get rule thirty four though. I I don't want to make it then if that's yeah. the case. <laughs> Uh, episode title rule 34 no what although maybe that would increase traffic like if people search for rule 34 they would just find our find our episode but yes too bad it's not session 34 uh but yes that was only like but 69 part three uh, what's rule 34 but yes leah you ask i don't know the pirate code only went up to like 10 you ask you ask carnifex about high fives and he does know what high fives are uh, well, I didn't. I don't. What's a dominant hand? Is like one of your hands more dominant than the other? Okay, so if you were to put your hands out in front of you, Carnifex, make a triangle with them like this. Okay. And if you're looking through it, are you looking? You and like Leah's gonna get in. You look like you're looking through more with your left eye. So that means your dominant hand is your left one. See, my ranger friend taught me that years ago. <laughs> Everyone's doing it. <laughs> Things that like just for makes me, your left and you see eye Leah, dominant. And you see Leah do it, and you see her right eye. I'm right hand dominant. So, Henry. Yes? Look through your hands. Are you? Do you look through your right eye or your left eye? Um, whatever he does, it would be the... He and Carnifex would do the same thing. But I believe Henry is right-handed. So, they would both do the same... They would both give the same answer. Oh, interesting. I mean, if it was... I feel like it's cheating that it's not my hands. But it is you, Carnifex. Yeah, but like, piloting this meat suit... Well, there's piloting, but you have more influence than just that. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's uh, let's go, let's get together. Let's go to a butcher shop and get a wizard. Have him animate all the meat in the del in the butcher shop. Put it on. Have it put it on you like a suit of armor. Have it hold up its hand. See which eye you look through. Oh my god. 
Oh, that could be very interesting. Justin, yes, you sound on board for that, right? Justin's sitting there like, I have an idea for the next adventure. <laughs> did I, did, what, <clears throat> pardon me, was I, was I hearing someone talking about a yamunculus? A what? A, a yamunculus, yeah. It's a, a, a homunculus oh. made of delicious food. Technically, wouldn't that be a golem? <laughs> I, I mean, it depends uh, on how golem big golem is, is technically uh, made of mud and dirt and clay. I, I mean, I have a flesh golem manual right here. Well, that one that one's about clay, I thought. Oh, God. I didn't read no, it a, at all. It's a flesh... Oh, it no. says on the, t on the cover, flesh golem. I thought it was clay golems. Wait, is it? I gotta go... Oh, no, you're right. It is clay golem. I, I thought it was I flash golems. That. Like, you could do it very fast. I misread it. <laughs> it's golems I, that flash dance. Better than golems that just flash people. <laughs> Oh, gross. Speaking of... This is, speaking, this is of rule 34. Speaking of... This is a saucy what, episode. Speaking, What's wrong with us tonight? Speaking of flashing people, <laughs> I need everybody... <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of flashing people, I need everybody to make stealth checks as you're talking rather loudly while walking through this cornfield. Well, that would, Grom that would be is a just, disadvantage, right? Correct. Okay. And Grom is just like, what is happening? <laughs> right, we forgot where we were. Uh, okay. <laughs> Nat oh, one for Baxi. Nat oh, one. Shit. For Baxi, yeah. Love it. Okay. What does that fail look like? Uh, <laughs> Baxi just like, he, he takes another drink, clinks it on his teeth, his feet lock up, and he just planks <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> oh, I hate that feeling. Tink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Grom got a six, so he's just, it's impossible for him to stealth with all this noise. Uh, mm -hmm. Ash and Henry, what'd you guys get? Uh, Ash got a nine, and it gets worse. <laughs> uh, Henry got a five. Okay. <laughs> Leah. Sixteen. With disadvantage. Wow. With disadvantage. All right. Makes sense. All right. Eclipse. Twenty-six. Tracks. <laughs> Ogden Boone. He is the knight. I got a ten! And noose. Uh, noose. Oh shit! I thought I did. I already. Nope, I didn't. Uh, you got a sixteen. Half the party failed, though, for sure. Um. <laughs> so. Nine, and it gets worse. <laughs> oh, John Mulaney vibes. Love it. As a, I'm new in town, and it gets worse. It gets worse. worse. <laughs> Not a fan. All right, so. Alrighty. So, you're all walking, and out of nowhere, coming from sort of to your left, barreling through the corn, you hear, <laughs> and three large cows covered in boils and seeping pus from every orifice come charging out of the cornfield, taking out the fence, and getting onto the path where you all stand. I need everybody to roll initiative. You brought the cows back! I did. You had to. Oh, wow. Alright, so, Baxter and Noose. 
Uh, Noose got oh. 11. 11. Noose got 11. Baxter got 10. Okay. Uh, so. Ash and Henry. Uh, Ash got a 17. Henry got a 5 again. Okay. Uh, that brings <laughs> with it. Ad- with advantage. With wow. advantage, you got a 5. Uh, Leah. 8. <laughs> 8. Ogden Boone. 22. Whoa. Natural. Natural 20, and I've got new ability modifiers to my decks, so I'm a flip wizard now! All right. This is me now! <laughs> Eclipse. Uh, you can never beat Eclipse in a dexterity check, but uh, 24 initiative. All right, I feel like people have before. <laughs> but okay. Give me one second. To Just add... specifically Ogden. I'm, to, I'm kidding. To add Grom to this. Grom has a walking oh, wait. speed of fifty-five feet. Based on based on the role play, uh, it kind of makes sense that uh, Ogden got a plus two in Dex, huh? What? Well, I don't you know. Maybe, maybe not. Garrett? I don't know. Never mind. Hmm. Increasing the oh, increasing the stamina. All right, so what? that'd be Constitution. That would be Eclipse. Well, he That's is making dad jokes now, right. so I guess it makes sense. Oh no, Eclipse! Uh, Eclipse! You're up first. Yes. These three cows come barreling out of the corn. <clears throat> cool. Um, action bonus action. Run up and attack them. Sure. First attack. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, Constitution saving throw because these cows smell real bad. Okay. They're like rotting while they're still alive. Oh, they're not alive, but they're rotting and covered in plagued blisters and boils. Um, 13 con save. That succeeds. Great. Um, first attack is a 22 to hit. That definitely hits a cow. My short sword. Uh, Would I get sneak attack on this? Uh, your friends are near you, but it all, the other two cows are beside it, so... Okay. No. Are the, the cows like doing anything hostile? Are they like up on their hind legs? Are they like they're wielding blowing steam out of their nostrils? And I mean... they're and they're pawing at the ground, getting ready to do charges. Okay. Double good. check my sneak attack. Uh, actually, uh, you don't need a banner on the attack rule if another enemy of the target is within five feet of it. That enemy is incapacitated. Let me check swashbuckler. Um. Where is it? Um, did it Uh, if if you're if I'm with it, fight. Uh, I don't need advantage on the attack roll to use sneak attack against a creature if I'm uh within five feet of it. No other creatures are within five feet of it, and I don't have disadvantage. So no sneak attack well, this two round. Two other cows are right near it. Yeah. What? What a thing. Uh, where a few. One of the few scenarios where I wouldn't have sneak attack bonus damage. Um, ten piercing <laughs> damage. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. I just realized that Noose is a trickery warlock in the overlay. Uh, does it say warlock? It does say warlock. Yeah, yeah that's been there for <laughs> however long he's been back. Oof. Cool. Um, I mean, you know, what's the difference between uh the, the only difference between a warlock and a cleric is PR. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So sorry. What um, was the damage? Ten damage for my short sword, and bonus action is a nineteen to hit. With the dagger of venom. Yeah. Okay. And I believe that still has poison damage activated. 
Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I get an extra 2d10. Don't even or... roll the poison damage. It's immune to poison damage. It's undead. Alright. Um, that is... Uh, one piercing. Because it's a bonus action. Wow, it's still alive. Wow. This poor little CR one-fourth creature is still alive. Wow. The rogue that couldn't kill a cow. <laughs> All right. Anything else? They will sing songs. Uh, no, I am going to uh, take a step back. All right. And hide in the cornfield. Sounds good. Ogden Boone, Constitution saving throw. These cows smell real bad. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me look at the marching order here. Never mind. You're not within five feet of a cow. Great. I'm going to step up and uh, uh, just. Uh, Cast a, a, a foresight. Just cast it at them. And just all three cows. Yeah. All right. What save is that again? Intelligence. It's an intelligence Ooh. save. They have a neg. They have a negative four to intelligence. <laughs> oh, that's uh, not fair. <laughs> that's a twelve minus four. Uh huh. The one that eclipse attacked is a seventeen minus four. Uh huh. And the last cow, three minus four. Mm hmm. They all fail. <laughs> Great. I'm going These to do... Poor cows are just cows. Casting it in, in the second level slot. Second level spell slot. Sure. So it's 48. Cows that are just rotting and falling apart. When Eclipse hit it, one of those like Ooh. pustules burst open like a oh. fruit gusher. Mm -hmm. Oh, why'd you, have to, why'd you have to besmirch the good name of gushers? Mm. Something to do. Nom nommy. Uh, so that is 23 psychic damage to all three cows. They all die. Great. <laughs> uh, all of their heads just explode, and it looks like their brains have rotted beyond... have changed color. So it's like a bunch of pus explodes out of their heads, but so does what looks like pieces of brain that's kind of solidified into what look like fruity pebbles. And they just start cascading all over the place and the cows just all drop dead. Oh, wow, Ogden. You've gotten pretty powerful. Um, oh. You want to know what they were thinking about when they died? Uh, I mean, yeah. That was, I'd never seen you, I mean, I think I've seen you do that before, but that was really powerful. Oh, yeah, I couldn't you. even kill a single cow. You That's killed a new all one. three of them. Oh, don't be hard on yourself. They didn't know who they were fighting with. <laughs> Let me. Should we be? I mean, I want I, the chair squeak to be like in the in game. He just turns and squeaks. <laughs> it's my it's my equivalent too. <laughs> uh, no, I like to think that squeak is, is the golden uh, peg leg. Is is his peg leg? It's Peggy. Peggy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> So, the cows are dealt with, and Grom just—he's like, oh, he looks at a sigh and just keeps walking down the road. Oh, but if you sigh any louder, you're gonna give our position away. <laughs> and Ogden will have to slaughter more cows and read their thoughts. Apparently, is anyone else uh, concerned by that? There's I mean, cows. Oh, Carnivus, do you want to reanimate the, these slabs of meat to look through the fingers? Okay, I can't. I don't. 
Wait, so we had to go to a butcher for it? Seriously considering it? Consulting spell sheet, consulting spell sheet. I can't, I can't animate these dead things. They have to be roughly person-shaped. Plus their heads aren't intact. Well, you see, if we cut it here, and then we stick this there... I don't, I don't think that's how the... No, I don't think the magic works. I don't think you can just, like, stitch it into a human shape, and then the magic works. I don't think that's how that works. You guys, Magic is stupid. You guys, you guys see Grom start to disappear into the mist as he keeps walking. Nusa just like, hurry up, guys. Alright, come on, let's go. Grom is becoming the knight. <laughs> you hear more mooing in the distance. Or oh, I'm so tempted to just shout, like, ah, oh, shut it. Yeah. <laughs> Baxter whispers to himself, shut up, I'm drinking. That's when one of these cows turns out to be a Gorgon. Um... Just, it would be eclipse. That one's be. made of metal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you eventually all catch up to Grom. He's just he's being silent now. He's you get the sense he might be slightly annoyed. He didn't expect he expected the people that helped him save <laughs> the settlement would be serious. To so, not be idiots. Nah. Oh, that's that's a mistake. Yeah, this is a D and D party. <laughs> he's not. He has yet to break. He has yet to gain the ability to break the fourth wall and learn that he's in a D and D game. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you all keep traveling. Uh, that ability an, is reserved for Kelwin and Pipshin alone. After about an hour, though, ahead of you lies an abandoned town that is in ruin. Smoke billowing from the center of town. The buildings do not belong here, just like every other settlement you've seen. They appear like longhouses that were once meant to protect their inhabitants from snow and harsh cold temperatures. There is an eerie calm and silence in this ruin. In the center of town are the remains of a massive bonfire and the lingering smell of cooked meat. Roasting on a spit above the fire appears to be the torso of a muscular-looking humanoid. The cobblestone road continues through town eastwards, and in the distance you can see the peaks of the mountains and a large iron spire where your destination lies. You're still a ways off. Nestled near one of these buildings, however, is a sign. And Grom just says, yeah, we're still a few hours out. This uh, humanoid torso Mm-hmm. Looking a bit closer, what's a what's what's going on there? How close are you getting to it? Uh it's about a good question. It's about a good like a hundred or so feet away in the center of town. Uh Noose is just gonna get close enough to not make out small details, but just to like figure out like race, gender, whatnot. Right, how close are you getting though? It's a hundred feet away. Well, I, I don't I mean, you'll have to tell me because I mean, like, I'm I'm saying how close he's willing to get, like, visually. So how close would you say that is? Probably ten feet, right? To try to like determine like what it was, yeah, probably about ten feet away from it. It's probably about as close as you. Get. I mean, like, that's about as I'm close not... as you'd need to get to yeah. understand like race, gender. If it's just it's probably just, it's just a torso, and it's like distorted with <laughs> like gore and grotesqueness. So yeah. okay, there it's it been, is. It's been right? cooking, right? Caleb, oh, Caleb oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, ro- oh, it's, God. it's roasting on a spit. Oh, I thought you were saying it was like upright. No, vertical or horizontal. Ah. Oh, through the middle. Mm. Yeah, through through. Yeah, the middle out through the top of the torso. Yikers! All right, some, what do we got there? There's some bone tomahawk nastiness. Uh, give me a medicine. 
medicine check? Ye- yes. Okay. To see whose meat this once was. Oh, why do you have to? This it's, is... been a, it's been a theme tonight. That's a 16. 16? It appears vaguely... There's fur on that. It's not just flesh. It's like fur that's kind of also like cooking into it. If you've ever had like a roast pig, sometimes the hairs remain. Um, yeah, they forgot to skin this thing. And it's a big torso. Um, probably belonged to a furbolg. Hmm. They they should have skinned this thing. It would have made it. How how close is everybody else though? Noose is about if no one is near Noose, he's ninety feet away by this. Oh, uh, I would at least have. I mean, I would have at least walked up close-ish with him, not like. I think I want to be like twenty feet behind Noose, like near the building. I'd go. I'd go up with Noose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't want him going. It's roast in there, but it's. It's not burned. It's maybe it's medium rare. Oh, so seeing that does news? I mean, like I imagine news would be like, mm, guys. I think we got company. And as you say here. that, yellow eyes, three pairs of yellow eyes can be seen in nearby buildings about twenty feet away from the spit, and just growling. And one of the figures says. Mm. Fresh meat. And stepping out of these buildings are three six and a half foot tall bipedal wolves wearing leathers and holding spears. These are werewolves. And they instantly race towards you all. Everybody gets to roll initiative again to fight some werewolves. Oh dear. Mm, I think Ogden might beat my initiative this round. <clears throat> no, I used all my juice on the cows. Gross. <laughs> that is very gross. Grom got a 10 for initiative. That's not good. But he has 55 movement speed, so who cares? So much movement speed. Oh, hello. Exactly. All righty then. Henry and Ash. They both tied with a 22, a 19, and a 20 on the die. Wow. Uh, yeah. Noose and Baxter. Baxter got a 15. Right Noose back. got a 14. Uh, they're, like, rolling right next to each other tonight, I guess. All right. Uh, Leah. Nine. Okay. Ogden Boone. <clears throat> Seven. <clears throat> uh, 17. Eclipse. 13. Ooh. All right. So, first up... Ash, how close would you have got? Oh. I think he was expecting me to roll <clears throat> higher than Henry or Ash. Oh, no! <laughs> ah! Oh, no! Come back to me. Is there a cricket sound somewhere? It's probably me. Yeah, I hear it. How accurate? Well, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's outside. We had lots of crickets here. Nice. Maybe mm. I'll message him and say. I'm just Ash imagining that Ash oh, is, is doing some ancestral shit right, right. now, and so, then he comes back. Ash is up first. All right, I how attack the darkness. How close did Ash get to Noose <laughs> and this torso? Uh, Ash is 
I like to think Ash is pretty genre savvy, so I think he was probably standing a good distance away okay. from the torso. Just like, right. I'm not. That's that's that belongs to my person. All right. So the werewolves for you would be twenty feet away from the noose. I'll say sixty feet away. Okay. Um, and they're coming out of buildings. So they're all standing in the doorway of buildings that are side by side with each other. Okay. So the werewolves are. 10 feet apart from each other. Alright. So the closest one to you is 60 feet away, then 70, and then 80. Okay. Um, I am going to... Werewolves. Uh, I'm going to get within 30 feet of the closest one. Sure. And then I'm going to point Loreweaver at it, and use one charge to cast Command and say, Approach. <laughs> all right all right uh i think it does that on its turn when if it fails all right uh what's the save on it is that charisma uh wisdom saving throw it's like a dc 12 three wow okay <laughs> and it's it's starting to i guess you get the sense it's going to approach cool all right and then uh bonus action rage and that'll be ash's turn excellent Ooh. I think the song. I think the title of the song is a clue as to what we need to fight these. Oh, good. I, I, I didn't even clue it when I picked silver for monsters. <laughs> I'm just gonna lower the music a bit. Witcher three, such a good game. Anyways, honestly. Yeah. All right. So on its turn, it's just gonna use its full movement speed to get towards Ash. Dash action to get closer to him. All right. Okay. Is that your turn. Uh, yeah. That brings it to Henry, then. All right. You all just see this one werewolf just turn and just appear charmed to just approach Ash. All right, so uh, on initiative, the, uh, the mace appears, or the flail appears. And then Henry is just gonna, just gonna... <laughs> Let's go with just, 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 uh, blap, 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 Eldritch Blast. At which one? Um, not that one, but the second closest. Sounds Gouda. And I'll roll all three of these at once. Go for it. Uh, lowest is a 10. That's probably going to miss. Uh, Yeah, just misses. And then a... Oh, sorry. 11. Oh, 11 hits. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that was a 2. Okay, then all of these are going to hit, because that's a 19 and a 21. All right. Okay, so force damage incoming. I figure out how to roll with my new setup. I got a new monitor and everything to set up for work. Oh, nice. Yeah. If I need to turn the music down, anyone just say so. I can't, I can't even hear it. it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Twenty-one force damage to that one. Wonderful. How about now? <laughs> Nope. Still no. Holy moly. I heard it initially. I heard a little bit. I don't want it to be too loud, though. Yeah, no worries. Um, also, I don't know how it's showing up on the recording. Yeah, Zoom might be editing it out. But it's, uh, it's, it's through your shared sound, so I don't know. Eh. <clears throat> yeah, I don't want oh. to overpower the recording either, though. All right, yeah. whatever. 
So. That was and that is Henry's turn. Yeah. That is Henry's beefy boy turn. Alright. Be fair. Mr. Boone. Really? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Okay. What a what a what a day. What a day. Oh boy. All these spells. Oh, so many spells. Better better fireball. The wizards the the wizards. The werewolves are thirty feet away from you and Noose. Okay, they're thirty feet away from us. Oh, actually. Um so would a cone that reaches sixty feet hit the back two? I mean, by back two, I mean Yeah. So if I'll I'm looking if they're yeah, thirty I'll say yes. Yeah, I'm gonna foresight them. Alright, wisdom But I'm gonna cast it I'm gonna cast it it's intelligence save. That's right. For, for, yeah, no no worries. Uh, but it's I'm gonna do it at fourth level. Okay. Uh six the first strong. one got a sixteen, the second one got a four. Okay, uh, so the sixteen, um, the this this the DC is sixteen, so he passes. Six, yep. And the four, yeah, definitely gets takes all of it. So roll those out. I want one of you to get bitten by a werewolf and get cursed. Uh, so they take twenty-five psychic damage. Shit. All right. Even the one that succeeded. Oh, I'm sorry. That that uh, half of twenty-five, so twelve. Oh. So right. succeeded, succeeded one. Takes twelve and the other one takes twenty-five. The one who took half is looking really hurt. Cool. And then, uh, I need bonus actions. Uh, bonus action. Oh, I can't cast that on bonus action. Some biscuit. I got greedy. Um. Uh, bonus action. I am going to yeah. Uh, how far are there any buildings? We're in the like kind of town center. We're in the center. The closest building to you would be the ones that the werewolves are coming out of, and those are thirty oh. feet away. Great. Are is there like a town tree or like a a town rock? <laughs> there is, or a, there is a statue not. of a hero? There is not um, in this area of town. Oh, there's dang! The, there's I... the spit. Then I put the fire pit between me and them. All right, so with the spit, you have like three quarters cover if you're on the other side of it. Yeah, I'm gonna do that, but I'm gonna okay. <laughs> be at the ready. All righty, that'll bring us to Mr. Baxter Ornstein von Huxley, the fourth. Cool. Um, how far how many Baxter? are there? Uh, there's three total. Three total? Yeah, and how close did Baxter get to news? Uh, uh, not close. All right, so you're probably he, was, in the he same. was in back. He's so, being so you're probably in the same area as everybody else then. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. So there's they. It goes 60, 70, 80 feet. Okay. For how far away they are. Uh. How close are they to each other? They're ten feet apart. Okay. Sweet. Then. All of them need to make a wisdom saving throw as Baxter just points at them and just goes. And, too damn fast. And he casts slow. Alright. Uh, fuck. The first one that is moving towards Ash got a three. Okay. Uh, the one that's been getting beaten up got a twelve. And the last werewolf got a thirteen. They okay. So, just so uh, everybody's up on what this means, uh, an affected target speed is halved. 
So it takes a negative two penalty to AC and dexterity saving throws, and it can't use reactions. On its turn, it can use either an action or a bonus action, not both. Regardless of the creature's abilities or magic items, it can't make more than one melee or ranged attack during its turn. If the creature attempts to cast a spell with a casting time of one action, roll a d20. On an 11 or higher, the spell doesn't take effect until the creature's next turn, and the creature must use its action on that turn to complete the spell. The spell is wasted. Alright, so that's Baxter's action to cast slow, I believe. Yeah. A creature affected by this spell makes another wisdom saving throw at the end of its each of its turns. On a successful save, the effect ends. Alright, so their AC just got real shit. Uh, yeah, Same so Baxter's... Yeah, so Baxter was just like, yeah, nope. And he, like, kind of stumbles a little bit after... Well, I guess he, he uses half his movement speed to get up because oh, yeah, he, like, right. planked earlier. <laughs> Oh, you you planked back. Or wait, that was. Oh wait, that was back. That was path, right? Okay. Uh, well, let's just say he fell again. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. And that's your turn then. Yeah, that's right. his turn. That'll bring it to the first werewolf. He uses 15 feet of movement speed to approach Noose, and then dash action to use the. Oh no! Can can it dash while slowed? Yes, it can, uh, because it's action. Uh, so it's gonna dash the rest of the 15 feet to get to Noose, and that's its turn. <laughs> Was that that wasn't the one I uh, oh, wait, commanded? That is right? the one you charmed. Sorry. Okay, so that should come towards me then. It moves 15 feet to start, and then dashes the other 15 feet, so it's now 30 feet away from Ash. Quick question. Helly. Forced movement. <laughs> forced movement doesn't provoke attacks of opportunity, Correct. but does compelled because like no. forced movement is like pushing someone. No. Oh, okay. Dang, I thought it did. I thought it was different. I don't All think right. so. Let me check that out. And compelled movement versus yeah, because like force movement, movement is like pushing or pulling someone, like grappling them. But like compelled movement is like they're still doing the moving normally. It's just like they didn't make the choice to. Hmm. So I don't know if it's I don't know if it's different. A creature doesn't provoke attack or opportunities if it is moved without the use of its movement, its action, or its oh. reaction. So so it did use its movement. So attacks or opportunity, but no one's within uh, five feet of it. I uh, well when it gets when it gets within ten feet of me, I pull arm master feet activates oh. and I can poke it. Yep. So it gets it gets thirty feet closer to Ash, just limbering towards. And I was thirty feet away from it. Yep. <clears throat> so when it gets to the edge of my reach, I'm gonna attack it with the with, the, with lower weaver. All right, you moved up. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I moved up to thirty. So yeah, feet. It gets right into your face. Okay. So before it gets my face, poke. Oh, yep. And that's a twenty-two to hit. Twenty-two definitely hits. Now that the race has oh, been right. reduced to nine. <laughs> yeah. Get all of these attacks are going to be great weapon master when they're on my turn. Okay. Um, that is uh, twenty points of piercing damage. Alrighty. From this magical pike. Uh, does it say if it's considered any more if it's charmed after you hit it? I imagine it's not. I, at once the once the command takes effect, it ends. It just okay. like follows that one command. So it's no longer charmed. All right. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right. That'll bring it to Noose, who is thirty feet away from two werewolves. Uh, Noose is going to bonus action hiss. Okay. Uh, and activate the rattler. Okay. Uh, and then he is going to, uh, go up. Does the one next to Ash look like the most, 
garbage? No. And that one's 30 okay. feet away from you now. Okay. What about the other ones? Uh, the one in the middle looks the most garbage. And how far away is it from me? 30 feet. Oh, okay. Yeah, he'll go ahead and do that. He'll go up to that one and give a give an attack. Go for it. You just whoosh, whip it with the rattler. Yeah, that's a 16 to that hit. Definitely hits. All right, and that is uh, D4 plus 6. Oh, no, don't take forever, please. I'm just going to... Oh, no. Okay, we'll just go with it. Uh, that is 8 slashing damage, 6 acid damage, 7 poison damage, and because of his ring, uh, I believe that is also 2d6 necrotic damage. And a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Ooh, I rolled really high on that, so that's eleven necrotic damage. All right, so how much total? Uh, I believe it was twenty-one plus eleven. So 33? thirty-three, thirty-two. All right. Uh, you whip at that werewolf, and the acid whip just cuts through its neck like butter and decapitates it. And it reverts back to being a human. Whoa. Oh, they're people. Uh, and then Noose, uh, he only got within 10 feet of it. So he's going to use the rest of his 10 feet because he got used 20 to get close enough. He's going to use 10 feet to go back away from the other two. Alright. As much as he can. Eclipse. How I close believe... am I, I don't know. to any of them? How close did you get to Noose? Uh, I got like 20 feet away from him, like near a building. Okay, so the closest one just died. Mm. But that's not true at all, actually. The one that was walking towards Ash would be closer to you. Uh, the one that's walking towards Ash is about 10 feet to your left. Okay. I'm gonna sneak up no. behind hit. No. You and Ash are actually kind of in the same spot now. Okay. Uh, then I'm just gonna turn to that one and uh, like go up through the back, going for the kidney with my shorts uh, with my dagger. Okay. Um, natural eighteen plus ten. That definitely hits. And you do, right. and you do get sneak attack. Great. One, two, three, four, five, six. I want someone to get bit. Ooh. <laughs> Eighteen. No. You had your 20. chance and cursed a straw, Justin. More rough like hands is very fun. Um thirty-one points of damage <laughs> to how, that one. How much, sorry? 31, oh, plus 5, 31, so I think it's 36 total. Okay, it has two hit points left as you just come from behind and stab. No, 30, 37. It's a plus 6, not a plus 5. Alright, sorry, it has one hit point left. As you come from behind uh, and stab it yeah. in the kidneys with your dagger, but unless it's a howl, just, oh! Mm hmm. Oh, do I want to risk this? I don't know, do you? Um. I think. 
I think I'm gonna go in for a claw attack. Oh. I want to see if I can hit it because it's only a plus four. So, I'll say I'll be I'll be nice and say your claws won't do anything because they're not silvered or magical. Oh, okay. Werewolves. You're right. You're absolutely right. I guess I'll go in with my short sword for bonus action. All right, make an attack roll. Um, this one's got a really low hit, uh thing, AC, right? Um, that's a seven plus nine, sixteen to hit. Sixteen hits. Right. Yeah, because it's slow, they're currently sitting at nine. Yeah. I rolled a five. Five. So you stab it in the back with the um, dagger, and then you impale it through the back with the short sword. Yeah. And pull up, and you just spray gore all over Ash. As he splits, I just say, afternoon-ish? Is it? I can't tell here. It's like always dusk. And that one also reverts to a human as it gets split open. Uh, and I'm gonna start going towards the last one. Alright, that one would be... Like 50 but, feet away. Yeah, I'm gonna... Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna use the rest of my movement to get up to him, so I think that'll be like 25. Okay, cool. That'll bring it to Grom, who's just gonna <laughs> turn. And... He looks a little hesitant to kill werewolves. Like, you can see there's hesitation in his face. Almost like he doesn't want to. But he does. And rushes up to it <laughs> with his greatsword. As he's running, he takes the greatsword and rakes it across his collarbone. <clears throat> and as he does so, the blade the blade ignites with fire. Just... Uh, let's activate your crimson right here, bud. Love it. You'll love to see it. So he takes four points of damage from doing that. Which is fine. He's a big boy. He's got 177 hit points. And his this like obsidian black greatsword engulfs in flames. And he attacks the werewolf twice with it. First attack with a plus 11 is a 15 to hit. Hits! Four... Thirteen magical slashing damage. Because it is a magical greatsword, of course. And one point of fire damage. And then he's gonna swing again. That hits, so fourteen magical slashing damage. And three points of fire damage. That werewolf's looking real bad. And that brings it to Leah. And yeah, Grom could get there with his full movement speed, 55 feet, so... Speedy boy. I just imagine, like, because uh, Baxter, like, plopped on the ground again. He's mm. super drunk, and Leah's just, like, patting his back, like, it's okay, Baxter. And, like, she looks up towards, like, everything that's going on, and she just kind of, like, puts her hand out, and she casts Chill Touch at the last one. Okay, go for it. That is a 18 to hit. That hits. How do you want to do this? <laughs> I just imagine her being Fuck. like really nice to Baxter, just like rubbing his back, and then just this like grass just is this... very cool. 
this mm-hmm. terrible necrotic energy, just this death and decay goes towards him. And then you just see the first slowly like come off in chunks as like the bo- humanoid body comes through and then the flesh starts coming off and the skeleton just kind of like starts to crumble. That wasn't even a full round of combat. Yeah. Nah. You gotta give your guys a higher AC, Justin. How about you don't tell him that, Kate? This is a fine round of combat. This This is fun. fun. This is great. Let's not not let us feel confident for once. As you all look around this village, 36 more. As you all look around this village, though, it definitely appears like there are supposed to be more in this village, but they're not here right now. Possibly out on a hunt. Okay. Yeah, this is a whole. This is a light. You get the idea? This is a lycanthrope village. And there is definitely more, but they are currently not here. Uh, we should uh, move swiftly through the rest of this uh, village. Yeah, Grom, this wasn't the destination, was it? No, I said we're close. Okay, great. Well, let's uh, let's hot foot it out of here, shall, shall we? Oh, wait. These things looked fuzzier from a distance. What? These were people. What's going on? Uh, I think were... everything looks fuzzier from how you're looking at them, Baxter. Come on, we're... let's get you up. Yes. They were werewolves, and when we killed them, they probably reverted back to their human forms. Oh. Well, they're... Well, let me know next time it's werewolves. I can cure them of their curse. It's one of my things. Of course, doesn't work if they're hard. They, they, uh, they were wolves. And they attacked us first. I've, all, I've so. always been able to uh, cure that. We, there was a long time ago with another adventuring party. I used it a few times. Eh, we've killed people. We've killed wolves. Who cares if they're halfway between? And children he's killed too. Through negligence. Uh, yeah. oh. How are you doing with that, Ash? Like, are you okay? What do you like, mean? I just want just want to do like a friendly checkup while walking and talking out of the village. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's, like, let's, as you, well, why village, do you? As you're leaving the village, you are passing a sign. There is an arrow pointing in your direction, an arrow pointing in another direction. What is, does it say where they're pointing? Yeah. One's pointing to the east, the direction you're going. One's pointing to the north. The eastern arrow says the Iron Spire, 13 miles east. The north arrow says the Twilight Mausoleum, 78 miles north. Twilight Mausoleum was where you all were when you met Valkyris. Okay. Alright, so continuing east, uh, just doing like a friendly check-in with Ash. Sorry, what uh, what what are we trying to figure out if I'm okay with? I mean, like, I just want to like check in, see how you're doing after you know Joseph died, because like he was kind of your ward. Oh, that yeah. right, right. I thought we were talking about the children on the ship, and I was like, I had nothing to do with that. You all did that while I was possessed. No, uh, I was mostly uh, asking how you were doing with Joseph. Well, he's back now, isn't it? Death is kind of impermanent for us. I've noticed. Yeah, but you've also sacrificed 12 years of your life. Yeah, but like, you know, the king of hell is kind of just chilling on the material plane right now, so like, 
Honestly, I feel like I got the better end of that deal. I don't think I'm going to live to see them. Okay. That's a little dark, even for me. I'm, no, not really. I've, I've had darker. Uh, all right, let's... Uh... It was a competition. I mean, I wasn't trying to make it a competition. I was just, like, trying to get through my own thought process for a second. Right, uh, yeah. Great, let's keep going. All right. We have about four hours to go. Wonderful. Through that, and he points to a forest. Like an actual forest. Ooh. (gasps) Noose gets down, picks up a little bit of the ground, some foliage, and he goes, Mmm, yes. Smells like ashes. My what? I can tell that we need to go that way. And he just points. That's where we're going. Mm. Nailed it. <laughs> As you're all walking, though, I get to have some fun. Nothing happens. But the mist does seem like it's getting thicker. Does Leah see any more, like, fun, like, fruit trees around or any fun mushrooms or moss? This forest is devoid of any fruit. And flowers. Nothing grows here. It's just the trees. Dead trees. Of, like, big, gnarled, dead trees. Like, each tree's maybe, like, 100 feet around, a couple hundred feet tall. And the path is very narrow and weaves in and around these trees. Like, some of the path actually goes through some of these trees. And there's, like, a there's an archway carved into each of these, into some of these trees, and the path kind of just moves through these trees. Same marching order as the village, etc. With Grom, Eclipse, Ogden, Ash, Baxter, Noose, Leah, Henry. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> There's another signpost up ahead at a crossroads. Crossroads is about 100 feet away. And you can see a sign kind of just barely in the mist. And the mist is very thick at this point. And the mist almost feels like it's oppressive. Like, you get the sense if you get lost in this mist, you're going to end up somewhere you didn't intend to go. Alright, everybody, hold hands. Grom just keeps his lit sword. Just well, so we could do light. that. <clears throat> no, just holding hands is a good idea. That sword right. is pretty lit. Ogden, <laughs> put up the drift globe. Uh, the, the lights don't penetrate the mist at all. It just makes it easier oh. to see. The mist is... Everyone's vision is currently heavily obscured. Okay. So that's disadvantage on all attacks, perception checks, etc. Even uh, with a ghost lantern? Yes. Oh, dang. Uh, and you guys start walking, and you get to this sign. And it's a weird sign. It doesn't look like any previous signs you've seen here. This one looks like it's meant for another place entirely. The sign... You kind of see Grom kind of stop a bit. He's like, I think we keep going this way, but... 
none of these places on this sign exist here. I, they don't sound familiar. They weren't here last time. Uh, can I try to go up and read it? Just yeah. see what he's seen. To the east, it says the village of Velaki. Also to the east is the village of Barovia. To the west is Kresik. Uh-oh. And then there's another sign here, though, as well. <clears throat> kind of like you can see, like almost like the sign that was here before was like knocked over when this chunk appeared. And there's a sign kind of sticking in the mud, and that says to the east, the Iron Spire. Look at the way you're still going. But the way this sign reads, it reads the way you came from would lead to Kresik, but that village wasn't Kresik, that was Kuzai. Maybe we should just keep heading east, even see if we can keep going through it. Yeah, why are you leading us, everybody? I'm leading you to what it says on this side on the ground. I have a feeling this mist will take us somewhere we don't want to go. Then is there a way around the mist? Doesn't look like it. And he just says, stay close, everyone. Don't lose sight of anyone. You may end up somewhere else entirely. Well, ghost, ghost lantern, uh, definitely up. Uh, hey, uh, anybody want to switch spots with me so we can spread the love of the light around? Oh yeah, sure. Yes, that sounds fine. Okay. Just so we're not three light sources in front and yeah. no light in back. And as you roll... Uh, oh. I'll move to the very back if you want to oh. go to the middle. Oh, so we're doing a new marching order? Okay, so Grom's, yeah. still, Grom's still in the lead. Yeah, and he's got his flaming sword. Who's behind Grom? Baxter. Uh, who's behind Baxter? Because he's switching places with Ogden. Alright, so who's behind Baxter? Uh, I'd like to yeah, try and go in the middle, so if anybody can go... In front in of me, then it'll put me in the middle, and then yeah, if she's in back, I mean, I'll put Noose there behind him. All right, okay, okay. and then it'll be Ogden in the middle. So Ogden, and then Eclipse. Uh, Eclipse no, I'm in the, the very end. back. Okay, so Ogden, and then it's either Henry, Ash, or Leah next. I thought I thought Ash was towards the front. Marching order's changing. Oh, oh, okay. I thought we were just swapping Baxter and mm-hmm. Ogden. Okay. And then uh, Eclipse uh, jumped to the end. Yeah, Eclipse is in the back okay. now. So, so Ash would stay close to the front, Henry would stay close to the back. Alright, so you could probably go in front of Noose then. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. So, so Ash is behind Baxter. Yeah. And then it'll be You also go behind Noose because you can attack over him and see over oh, him that too. That makes but... more sense. Yeah. yeah. Alright, uh, who's behind Ogden then? It's either Henry Leah, or Leah. Uh-huh. We could just do Leah, Henry, Eclipse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. Henry was near the back anyway. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. So you all change up a bit, take out some new light sources, and keep walking. You swear you can see a face in the mist, but you're not sure. It's like it's it's like it's doesn't appear hostile. It's almost like it's watching these creatures, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And the brief glimpse, glimpse, you know what? Ogden's the only one that actually catches out good details of the face. Everybody else doesn't. 
even with your passive perceptions that I've all looked at, Ogden's would be the one I needed. Gaunt, pale face. Handsome. Very chiseled jawline. Long black hair. Kind of like a wolf skin coat over top, like a collar. Long red flowing cloak, red regal clothes. There's a flash of a smile where you see two canine teeth. Vampiric almost. And then the figure is gone. And you pass out of the forest. And you look behind you and that forest is gone. And so is the mist. Do we know where we just were? And Baxter will think and see nope. if he's ever heard of anything like that before. Has, has Ogden ever read of I'll let I'll let Ogden, because Ogden's been studying the planes and stuff, so let Ogden make a history check. Yeah. With quite a high DC, though. Oh, yeah, no, that, please. I, <laughs> that's absolutely accurate. Okay. Okay. Rolled a 26. 26. DC was 25. There are corners of the Shadowfell known as things called Dread Domains, and that the mists sometimes pull people into those places. The most prominent one is called Ravenloft. And that's basically what you can probably discern as you were pulled into one of these Dread Domains. But who knows which one? And you look back and that forest is gone. The mists are gone. Uh, to be clear, are we still in Shadowfell? So we went... Yes, you still are. We, we went perhaps from a, an extreme gray to a less gray. <laughs> yeah? Or is it still everything just kind of Everything is still, still kind of gray. Yeah. But when but when when you were in that forest, it wasn't shades of gray. There was actually color to it. Oh. But oh. dark colors, muted colors. But now you're back into the just the Shadowfell gray. But Ogden, with that check, you guys definitely pass into one of those demi planes for a brief second and almost got pulled into one of these demi planes of dread. And should you have went into one of the other directions, that most certainly would have happened. I think I'm just going to sit on that information. Okay. <laughs> so I don't freak anybody out. Uh, good, uh, good, uh, good leading us there, Grom. Hmm, yes, thank you. I knew we were going the right way. One more than you'll ever know. Uh... <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, that, Wondrous. Was, that was fun to do. Because <laughs> it makes sense for the Shadowfell. Mm -hmm. That's where Ravenloft is. Anyways. You all keep walking down this road and... That's strange. Grom said you were four hours out. But as you round this bend and the forest disappears and the mists disappear, it's maybe a mile out now, that spire. 
And as you're all walking closer, getting closer, having the time of your lives walking towards this thing, you feel like you're all being watched. And it's a constant feeling of being watched. Noose, this feeling feels very familiar to when you were almost pulled to this destination when it was on Red Dove Island. But also to the day that so unfortunately started your journey when you met Pipshin. The a feeling of being watched. And it's that same feeling you got that day. Mm. Also, it looks like some things around here are warping almost a little bit. Like, it doesn't make sense. Um, you guys look over at a nearby rock, and it is coated in slime, but it doesn't make sense for this rock to be coated in slime. It's like a fluorescent green slime that's there for a minute and then disappears. And the road you're walking on, the cobblestone path you're walking on, sometimes the cobblestones turn to fleshy mounds in the shape of cobblestone. But then after a couple minutes, they revert back to normal stone. Don't like that. I don't like that one bit. This happened last time I got close. It's weird. Is this uh, perhaps another space where the Feywild and the Shadowfell are merging again? No, we're still in the Shadowfell. Okay. Baxter. Okay. You notice a pungent aroma coming from your flask and the alcohol. Anyone that's carrying alcohol and water skins, you all notice a very foul smell coming from them. No. Oh. Oh. It's gone bad, I think. And he pours a little bit out to see the texture. Uh, it looks normal. Like, it looks like it looks it looks normal, but it smells yeah. like it's been fouled. He'll, uh... He'll put a dip of tongue into it. It tastes like it's fouled, like it's gone off. Usually this gets better with age. <sighs> Only when stored properly. Anyone who has water skins on their person with water in it, the water skin, the water in your water skins are also fouled beyond belief. The water is turned gray and murky in your water skins if you have them. You see, I have not, I have not decided what's in my alchemy jug yet today. So Schrodinger's liquid cannot be fouled yet. All right, not, nothing <laughs> in there. So you also see a nearby st a stream that's trickling, and it also looks like it's been fouled by something. Some giant upriver is up there just diarrheaing right into the stream. Ugh. Ugh. And that feeling of being watched doesn't subside. It is constant. And, and we're, it, all, feel, we're it, all feeling yeah, it? It doesn't feel like it's watching you from behind. It feels like it's just from all directions. Eyes are just on you constantly. Cast mage armor. <laughs> like, uh, yuck. 
cast rogue armor, which means I'm pulling out more okay. blades. <laughs> uh, Grom's like, <laughs> are you all still comfortable approaching? Well, yeah, that's why we're, is why we, uh, you know, as they said, bought the ticket to the show, so. Okay. You know, we also want to help you. All right. Oh, let's go. He starts walking. So the last time you felt this was you said it was Red Dove Island. Is it the same? Red Dove Island uh, and when way before yeah. when Noose, before Noose met the party. Yeah, Bleak Skull. the Red Dove Island one. Uh, in that same instance, uh, he was compelled to move towards it. Yeah. Too. Is he feeling any other compulsions at this time? Not right now. Okay. But it is a very familiar feeling. Okay. And as you all get closer to this spire, um, yeah, you see a massive iron tower nestled amidst a wasteland of dust, rock, and a plethora of hanging cages, gibbets, which dangle from stone pillars. Inside the numerous hanging cages are the corpses of severely decayed people, where monstrous undead crows peck at them. Noose. These cages look awfully familiar to you. Yeah. Um, these cages, they got bad hinges. You can get out of them pretty easy. You can tell that just by looking at them? Uh, I can tell that because I was in one before. You've um, been here before? Not here. These cages look really familiar. Ash, keep your voice down. Right. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, Nussie, you gonna be okay? Yeah, I'm ready to kill these guys. I wanna get this over with. Leah, that shawl that you wear, the whole filled shawl that has mushrooms growing out of it, it too suddenly gets really slimy for a good couple seconds and then goes back to being normal. This is normally covered in mushrooms, not slime. And what? this tower appears to be about 85 feet tall and is made up of jagged iron spikes and blades. Almost like a jagged nightmarish blade is piercing through the sky and mists that surround this spire's peak. And nestled at the very top of the tower is the statue of a massive black dragon with tentacles flailing from its back. Grom kneels down at the sight of them, at these like hanging corpses, and utters out a prayer before looking up at them. These are my people. The Catalyst of Iron captured them during their last raid and left them here to suffer and starve, and he kicks a nearby rock and shatters it on impact. And he's definitely visibly upset. He points to the spire and says, That's their base. We kill whomever we come across and we ensure we slay their leader. We need to end this. He adjusts his armor and trudges slowly towards the spire, not waiting for any of you. Yeah, solemnly behind him. giving glances to each of these corpses as he passes. 
and the crows just squawk while they peck at these bodies. And hey. yeah, the cages also look like they're covered in slime for a few moments, and then that slime is gone. We can't just let them do this alone. They'll yeah, get oh no. Killed. Yeah, yeah, they're not going alone. We gotta go. You all walk forward and you step on something that feels squishy and squelchy. And you look down and the cobblestone path is all turned into eyeballs that are blinking. And then as soon as you look down, those eyeballs are gone and back to being cobblestones. And you keep walking. Anybody else see that? Everyone oh yeah, I saw, I saw the eyeball stones. That was... I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know if I don't know which is worse. That I was the only one that saw that, or everybody else saw that too. And again, yeah, the constant feeling of being watched. It's like when you like when you feel like someone's watching you, but it's they're not there. The hair on the back of your neck stands up, like Just, a bug crawling up the window behind your yes uh, while you're streaming. <laughs> and as you guys get close enough, before you sit, sit a series of double doors of the spire. The doors are made of solid iron and covered in the same spikes and blades that cover the tower. Built into the door itself is a massive eyeball made of iron with a slit-like pupil. The doors are about 25 feet tall. Nestled on two pillars of stone next to the door sit two lanterns with the same glowing red lights that you saw in the villages previous. The red glowing lights. Perched on the top of each of these pillars is a single undead raven blankly staring down at you all as you approach. Being closer to the spire now, you all realize that it is devoid of any windows. And the blades jutting out from the building all appear serrated and covered in rust from what appears to be blood. And mist continuously swirls around the peak of the tower around the statue of that black dragon. Party. Um. Uh, does this know anything about black dragons? And at the same time, he's going to say, well, "Do you guys know anything about black dragons?" Uh, dragons have been extinct on the world for quite some time. So, I mean, I mean we, we, no. the only oh, one sorry, we really met was um, that one Zelda. dragon on Red Dev. Yeah. Valtariq, who is yeah. not a chromatic. And yeah. didn't we just kill that shadow dragon? You did, yeah, you but just that's... kill a shadow dragon. Is that a chromatic dragon, though? Nope. No. Yeah. Well, it, it was life. at one point, right? Yeah. It was a red dragon in life, but he became a shadow dragon when it was corrupted. Alright, cool. But yeah, if anyone, think... anyone wants to give me history checks, I can... Because again, dragon, you guys have not been around. You guys, yeah, the dragons were banished. The chromatics were banished when Tiamat destroyed one of the continents. And no dragons have been born since. So anyone who makes a history check can try to figure out what they figure anything out about black dragons. Bax is uh, proficient. He got a 14. Okay. Uh, 26. <laughs> okay. Arkin knows everything, as usual. Okay. He so reads a lot of books. Uh, you gather around, let uh, okay, new source with uh, dragons. Because okay. they've been extinct so long is why 
Anyways. Uh, I read a book once that fell apart as I read it. I had to read very fast. So Ogden. But... Black dragons dwell in swamps on the frayed edges of civilization. A black dragon's lair is a dismal cave, grotto, or ruin that is at least partially flooded, providing pools where the dragon rests and where its victims can ferment. Their lair is littered with the acid-pitted bones of previous victims and the fly-ridden carcasses of fresh kills, washed over by crumbling statues. Centipedes, scorpions, and snakes infest the lair, which is filled with the stench of death and decay. The land, within six miles of a black dragon's lair, takes twice as long to, to, to traverse, since the plants grow thick and twisted, and the swamps are thick with reeking mud. Water sources within the lair, within one mile of the lair, are supernaturally fouled. Enemies of the dragon that drink such water regurgitate it within minutes, and fog lightly obscures the land within six miles of the lair. You would also know about black dragons is that they are the most evil-tempered and vile of the chromatics. They collect the wreckage and treasures of fallen peoples. They loathe seeking the weak Loathe seeing the weak prosper and revel in the collapse of humanoid kingdoms. They make their homes in fetid swamps and crumbling ruins where kingdoms once stood. They breathe acid and are immune to acid. Yeah. Alright, so, uh, so everybody, uh, tuck your pants into your socks. We're... It's gonna get wet in here. And you look around, there's... The only thing that matches up with the description of, especially since near Dragon's Lair, that makes sense is the, is the fouled water, but there's no vegetation growth here. It's still, it's an ashen waste, it's a wasteland. Uh, does that... I wonder, player versus character, uh, does that kind of rhyme to me that it would be a long out of use layer for a black dragon specifically uh either that or there's no black dragon here whatsoever yeah. the only thing that like matched up was the, the water the fouled fouled. water but the alcohol yeah. is also fouled powers hmm and the tower doesn't look big enough to be the lair of a black dragon. It would prefer a cave, a ruin of a civilization, not a spire. Hmm. But who knows? But, yeah. You would have noticed, Ogden, you would know that you probably would have, from your reading, the vegetation would have been far overgrown and whatnot if this was getting close to a black dragon's lair. Hmm. Uh, not everything is lining up for this one, folks. Uh, what do you mean? Well, I mean, they're, uh, you know, like I just uh, had uh, espoused to you, all the traits, none of the traits are matching up, like there's no uh, there's no vegetation. I think the, the thing that mainly matched up was everyone's uh, water got real grody is there anything else that does that that could be sort of mimicking the properties oh. of the black dragon i'll let you make another history check if you'd like i'd love to find out if but there's, there's also 
that constant feeling of being watched and your research nothing said that about black dragons yeah uh, uh, 20 20 you've read some there's a lot of there's a handful of creatures that can foul water sources one of them being aboliths mm -hmm. um that's the most prominent other one mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, abelists are also known to do that. But they like to swim around in water. But yeah, they have uh, no water. This is this is a real uh, head scratcher. Hmm. Well, uh, if there are any more clues, we should see if we can try and find a name because we should probably be prepared. Uh,. Rom, what mm. you got? I don't have anything. Alright, let's get going then. All I know is a bunch of bandits here last time. I killed a lot of them. I killed their king. That's what I remember last time I was here. Alright, well. I didn't, see any, I didn't see any dragons. I didn't see any aboliths. That presence of being watched was constant while I was inside, but... It also didn't fade, though, when I killed their king. You think well, that's the source of the yuck? No. If, uh, we're not gonna learn anything from here, we need to keep moving. Great. Alright. These massive iron doors stand in the way. And... Okay. The either bird is still uh, is on yeah. either side. Yeah, they're just blankly staring. I'm not really doing anything. Uh, massive iron doors, you say? Yep. Uh, Baxter's gonna stroll forward, rub his eyes, and uh. Uh, activate ghostly gaze to see through solid objects to a range of 30 feet. See what he can see on the other side. Let me look at something. You guys notice though, as you also got close to this door, the flames on Grom's sword went out and he looks very confused about that. Hmm. Uh, can, we that check, can we check any other magic items? Any magic items or magical abilities or spells do not work in front of these doors. Does that include that includes something like Leah's staff? Yes, and invocations Ooh, wow. and warlocky stuff as well. Okay, so did that did that ability get used up? No, it was okay. like you couldn't even activate it. All right. Does rage count as a ability for that? No, because barbarians can rage and it's not exactly magical, but the magical benefits of a rage, depending on your uh, su your subclass... Okay, so like the stuff I do with ghosts is a no? Would not happen. Okay, but like the base rage... You, you can feel like all magical effects are suppressed in front of these doors. Mm. They need to be opened manually, is what you gather. Is there any type of writing around here? Nope. Just the big old doors. 
And Grom's like, I just opened them last time. Okay, well, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Rubs his hands together, he's like, they were a bitch to open last time. And he pushes to make a Here, let me help you. Alright, uh, so, for his athletics check, that is a 20, 10 plus 10. Uh, Alright, all right. so he pushes them, and they budge slightly. You get the sense, three athletics checks need to succeed to open these doors. So, Ash, make an okay. athletic, strength athletics check, please, as you try just, to push on these doors. Just gotta look up what my strength is without my gauntlets. Or belt, whichever I have. Because that's magical. While they're pushing the door, Leah's 100% trying to coax one of the ravens. Just like, oh, come here, you're so gorgeous. It doesn't fly over, it just stays where it's sitting. Oh, while, while I'm doing this, I just thought, because I get close to the door, what, ha what goes on uh, with... Yeah. Does that count as magical? My face? Yes. Okay, so Ash gets close, and it probably just, it's like, as he gets close, he can probably track, like, where the aura is, because probably, like, from the tip of his nose, like, the appearance just almost, like, peels back as he steps through. Is, just, like, vanishes. Is the armor revealed? And then, yeah, it probably, yeah. It, his clothes, but also just kind of, like, morph down into the, into that like carapace like armor that covers him like up to his neck and then ends of the hands and ankles what is happening here oh so that's where that armor went <laughs> oh yeah I put it on it's been helpful yeah you guys, you. you guys see Ash turn into well his true self Gerhard Monsosa yeah, well, close. He goes, or does he go to the base changeling form, which is like the pale with the wispy hair and then the no. no eyes? Or you go to, oh, okay, Gerhardt. Yeah. Okay. And I'll reach up and grab the doors and try to open them. Okay, strength athletics check. Okay. So that should be. We're all just standing in shock, staring yeah. at Ash. Uh, twenty-one. All right. The doors budge open a little bit more. The only people that can really fit inside right now are Noose and Leah. But to get everybody in, the doors need to be opened more. Noose so, goes in. Okay, Noose goes in. Leah follows him. Okay. Uh, I'll go in after them. You can't fit. Only, can't Noose, fit. only Noose and Leah can fit right now. Okay. So Grom is, just, Grom is just going to push on the door again. We'll say with advantage because Ash is technically pushing too. Mm-hmm. Alright. The door is fully open, and as the doors are pushed open, you all see a hall made from solid iron, where navy blue colored carpets decorate the floor. Sconces line the walls where torches sit. Nestled about every six feet or so are against the walls are t about ten suits of ornate armor. There are double doors on either side of this hall that lead into the rest of the spire. The floor also appears to be made of what appears to be iron with gold flecks throughout where the carpet is bare. The ceiling is about 25 feet up, and as you all enter the spire, that feeling of being watched only intensifies. And that's where we're going to go on our break, because i got to set up roll 20 for a map. Ooh. Buddy. So we'll be back in five minutes, everybody. So, all right. Huzzah. Jam. Hello, everybody. We're back with Space Jam Part 71. What? Okay. 
Let's jam. All right. Um, so, what is whatever? Okay. Yes. Hello. You all are standing in this corridor. So as soon as Ash steps back into the building, there's like a just slow ripple effect. Like as he steps through the doorway, probably again showing like where the edge of the barrier is. It's like a slow ripple effect as his face turns back to normal, and like the the armor, the carapace-like armor he's wearing just turns into his normal clothes. It's very exciting. And skin. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a great uh, great party trick you got there, Ash. Oh what? Uh, thank you. News just kind of gives him a look, like. <laughs> so, uh, where have you been keeping that armor? Have you just been wearing it the whole time? Yeah, it's right here. And he just like holds up his arm, and the sleeve just kind of like vanishes back into the armor up to the elbow, and then comes back into the sleeve. Okay, uh, is it like inside you now, or like just under your clothes? Well, so technically, it's technically it's the only clothes that I'm wearing actually at the moment. So you're going commando right now? Is that what you're saying? And I think I'm wearing underwear. I'm not really sure exactly how it works, to be honest. But uh, I figured it normal. I don't think it can normally do this, but since I can change myself, and I think the armor might be alive. Uh, I can change the armor along with me. All right. Everything you're saying is just leading to more questions, so I'm just going to leave it there. And uh, if you want to talk it about again later, we can do that. Yeah, it's all right. I just I'm a little tired when I wake up in the morning. I think it may need sustenance, but uh, I can do this, and it'll just like ripple effect turned it into just like his his fancy outerwear ripple effect into just like a purple leotard ripple effect back into his normal clothes <laughs> again it, what a what a party trick yeah it's uh, pretty helpful uh news is looking around at these statues here what's what's going on with these guys they're ornate statues that aren't moving yeah I mean, he's going to inspect them a little bit more. What, okay. What's... Investigation check. Okay. Oh, whoops. Uh, uh, investigation. They got off-center for some reason. Oh, wow. I might have to pull out my dice for this, because without that thing, it's making me do this other stuff. I got a 14. They look like normal suits of armor. Okay. Noose is just going to start walking over to one of the doors then. Okay. There's two on the left, two on the right? Correct. Correct. Okay. I'll walk over to the ones on the left. Okay. Does he see anything? Nope, just two doors. Iron doors. Okay, he's going to try opening it. Which one, left or right? Uh, the one on the right. Hmm. Might need right. to move your token, but yep. boom. You see into another room. 
but you can't see much from that angle. Yeah. Guys, I think we should get moving. Uh, yeah, lead, lead the way, Nessie. We'll get you there. Alright, and he's gonna step in to about here. Each square is five feet, by the way. Okay. Okay. So, this large open corridor connects to the east and west sides of this floor. More suits of decorated armor line the walls, and macabre portraits of people hanging inside of gibbets, slowly being a peck pecked apart by ravens also hang on the walls. Mm. Noose. Who's all in this corridor right now? In this area right now? Noose is the only one. Okay. So. Noose, you can hear the sound of laughter and swearing coming from the right end of this hall. Like around the corner? So in this direction. You can hear laughing and stuff. Like people just having a good time. We're in a bad place, though. And someone's screaming in here. Okay. You all hear the screaming. Only news hears the laughter, though. Guys, come here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And news is going to go over to. Uh, he's going to look down this hallway briefly as he walks by. But he's going towards the screaming. Okay. Grom fills in, comes in. Uh, I'm also following. Okay. Yeah, I, I also would like to follow if that's cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's following, just line your tokens up behind Grom or Noose, whatever. I would disable the dynamic lighting right now so Eclipse could see what would reveal all the tokens hidden on the map. So, mm. unfortunately. Mm. But we'll say Eclipse all is right. close. Everybody move their tokens on? Mm -hmm. Looks like so... it. Yeah, oh. Ash is behind a closed door, but I will assume someone opened it, so. That was that door. That door is the one that's one is, is one that's closed. But oh, I couldn't tell that was a door. I thought it was, I was just waiting around the corner for everybody else to go through. So get, okay. Not letting me. There we go. Oh, that's interesting. They like won't let you move your token through walls. Nope. nope yeah. Not. That's interesting. Restrictions. That's right. All right. Yeah. No. So you can hear the screaming behind that door. You all can hear the screaming now. Uh, anyone with a passive perception of 14 or higher also hears the laughter coming in this direction. Alright. Uh, from the east end Noose, of the hall. Noose is going to uh, try to quietly open the door and see what's going on. Slight of hand check. Damn it, I should have just rolled my dice. Go with what I got. Um, is it too late to give him the help action? It is. That's All a right. fourteen. Fourteen. Um. Okay. Okay. You feel like the screaming helps muffle the sound of the door creaking. Okay. And when you open it, inside, I will describe what you see. 
Torture implements lay throughout this room where two heavily blood-stained and babbling Dwergar in tattered black robes stand, currently in the process of pulling a poor human apart on a stretching rack, cackling all the while. Blood seeps in volumes from the Iron Maiden in the northeastern portion of the room. And these two Dwergar are currently facing the rack down here, and the one that's right here turns and sees you. Roll initiative, oh. everybody. Shit. Damn it. Mm. <laughs> wow. And the laughter down the other end of the hall is still really loud, so you get the sense it might cover up any sort of action that happens currently. So, uh, Noose and Baxter. Nine for Baxter, ten for Noose. I, I don't know how it is doing that today. <laughs> Henry but and Ash. they're always right next to each other. Uh, Ash got a 12. Henry got another nat 20 for a 22. Nice. Leah. 30-20. Okay. Mr. Ogden Boone. Uh, 16. Ogden's doing good tonight, too. Not bad! Not uh, bad! Eclipse. So a 16. 16. Okay. Man, I keep forgetting to add Grom to this. Caleb and I are just vibe like we're just linked it. mentally for just some reason. I keep yeah. just getting it. I need to add Graham Graham Grom manually to this every single time. Do it for Graham. Come on, Grom, what'd you get? 15. Okay. So, all right, I think that's everybody. With one of these Dwergar going first. The Dwergar, excuse me, is going to walk right up to Noose. Mm -hmm. And. Is going to raise a hand out at Noose. I need Noose to make an intelligence saving throw. This is not a spell. Okay. But it's a magical effect. Correct, but not a spell. Okay. Intelligence saving Correct. throw. Damn it. I'm just going to... Oh. Let me check something, actually. But still make it anyway. It's a... That's a 17. Uh, roll with advantage, actually. Yeah, I did. 17. Because it's against being charmed. Okay, that succeeds. You feel like it's trying to urge you to attack your teammates? Yikes. But it fails. So, it's instead going to stab you with a dagger as part of its multi-attack. Uh, that's only a 10 to hit. Okay. Uh, that does not so hit. So lunges at you with his dagger, but you dip out of the way. Bring it to Mr. Henry Lofferton. I'm trying to think. So Henry can, like, hear them just, like, yelling and hollering up yes. here at... Okay. And you just saw one lunge at news from the doorway. Okay. Can I, can I see it from back here? No. One, two, three, four... Uh, okay, so if Henry moves up to here, then can he see it? Uh, 
Yes. Okay. So if we move up to here, yeah. And then blap, blap, blap with the Eldritch Blast. All right. The Warlock special. All right. Wow. Rolling great. Uh, 11. 11 misses. 14. 14 just hits. And 12. 12 misses. Wow. I rolled so great on those three. Two smash into the walls beside Renusa standing, and the third sails over Renusa's head and hits this Dwergar in the face. And that is going to be 14 points of force damage. Alrighty, just cracks this Dwergar in the face and shatters its nose, blood pouring out. More mingling with the blood already stained on its face. Anything else, Mr. Henry? Uh, nope, that'll be it. Leah! Leah is just, like, like, she probably saw the dagger just come out from around the corner, and she's just like, what the? So she kind of just, like, steps five feet this way to, like, see what's happening. Yeah, you see and... this gray-skinned dwarf wearing kind of like a mask and just covered in blood trying to stab Noose. She's going to cast a chill touch at it. Alright, make an attack roll. Uh... I rolled a one, but halfling lucky feet, so I get to re-roll that. Yep, you can re-roll it. I keep forgetting Leah's a halfling and I'm just really short. Yeah. 17. 17 hits. Oh, thank you. You run up and you feel like you're gonna miss, but you pump some of your luck into it and you (laughs) toss a chill touch at this little man. And this Dwergar has very sharp teeth, like they file their teeth to points. To bite people, possibly. 20 points of necrotic damage. Oh, he is not looking so great. You hit him, and the mask actually, like, explodes on his face, and shards of this mask just, like, pepper him and stab him all over the face. Anything else? And then... is just kind of like, like, Noose, are you okay? And then she's just gonna go five feet on the other side, just so she's against the wall. Alright, uh, it will get an attack of opportunity on you. I believe. Oh, no it won't. Never mind. Wait. No it won't, because it can't reach you. Blop, bloop, bloop, bloop. Uh, that'll bring it to Eclipse. Can you see yet? You did. Uh, no, I still can't see anything. That's very strange. Yeah. Um, is there anyone that I can reach to attack? Uh, yeah, if you get right beside Noose, you can. Okay. I'll move your token. Um, thank you. Much appreciated. Um, and I'm going to do two attacks on this Duragar. Okay. You kind of, like, you have to, like, wrap the weapon around the corner of the wall to get him, but you can do something. Okay. Uh, first attack with the short sword is a 21 to hit. That definitely hits. And you do get sneak attack. Four, wonderful. Five. Because the other Dwergar is not within five feet of him, etc., etc. Seven. Okay. And yeah, the walls of this place are just all straight iron with those same kind of like serrated blades sticking out of the walls, too. Uh, 30 points of damage on the first, the uh, first attack. 
you leap forward, you run towards him, swing your weapon, and decapitate it. Love it. Uh, can I see? <laughs> uh, oh, thank you, Brittany. Um, you cannot see the other one, but no. Okay. Uh, Brittany, send me a snap, so let me check it. Okay. We stand, Brittany. I love it. Um, I would like to go move and stand next to, in between Henry and Ogden. So I can see into that. Is that the room we just came from, or? N no. You see where Ogden's token is, Kate? That's where we came from originally. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And up ahead is where the other yes. guys are? Okay. Yep. Then I'm gonna go up and I'm gonna move up and stand next to Leah then. And okay. wait for more guys to come. Okie dokie. Like beside her or behind her? Uh next to her. Okay, cool. And that's your turn? Uh, yeah. And uh, let me double check my bonus actions. I think I'm gonna bonus action hide behind Leah. Okay, give me a stealth check. I'm three feet tall. Oh, yeah. I'm Whatever. double checking. Three, three quarters cover. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna like crouch behind Leah. Okay. Give me a stealth <laughs> check. Is it a racial feature to be able to hide behind other creatures? Oof. I think that's fine. Uh, uh, 26. Oh yeah, you hide behind Leah. You almost disappear behind. You take to take some of her shawl and pull it over your head. I. I hid under Mia's cape. All right. <laughs> Got that dagger ready. Uh, that'll bring it to Mr. Og Oglin Bloom. Oglin Boop. Burger, burger. Uh, Bogdan. Uh, so I see a bunch of. Well, you see a dead one just get decapitated by Eclipse, but you can hear another one cackling wildly inside the room. Oh! It's still in fighting spirits, I see. I'm seeing blades come in, go out. Um. So Noose is in the door jam, yeah? Yep. Right in front of the door. But he's All a right. small creature. Yeah, too. so you can pass right through him without any issue. Definitely. I'm going to go probably uh, one, two, three. Looking. Uh, do I, will I be able to see? Yeah. You see the other Duergar. You see him playing with this, uh, with like a stretching rack. And there's a human screaming on the stretching rack being torn apart. And the Dwergars are staring at you with a wild face while still playing with the the uh, stretching rack. The human on the stretching rack looks like they're like in the process of dying. Like their arms are being pulled off slowly. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, all these spells. What do I do? The human just screams, Kill me! Someone just end it! <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, then tossing a fireball in there to just <laughs> blow everything up. Alright, deck save, the guy restrained automatically fails the deck save, mm -hmm. the human, he had he has one hit point, so he's gonna die. Uh, Dwergar, got a seven, that's full damage from that fireball. Oh yeah. Because you just right. hurl a fireball in there and also probably destroy all the torture implements in there. Oh yeah, I have a very strong feeling. And the uh, is loud. Oh, is it? Oh. But who knows? Hi, my bad. What this place <laughs> hides. So sorry, everyone. Rolling eight d six. The laughter coming from the other room is also very loud. 
So. All right, so that's a uh, twenty-one damage for everyone. The Dewergar is still standing, oh. and the human on the on the uh, on the the nude human on the stretching rack is just like burned to a crisp, instantaneous, and then they kind of explode and smear on the walls, just ashes on the walls, just. Pfft. There is nothing left of that human. Completely vaporized. Lay in peace. Pieces. Um, uh, I'm a healer. <laughs> could have healed him. There are some things you you can't heal. And I, I one of those is torture. Anyone but now let's get back to action! <laughs> and he definitely needed to regenerate on the limbs that were torn off. Uh, so, I didn't mean to make an executive call, I'll be more considerate of your abilities. Um, for some so, things, healing magic can fix it. For everything else, there's fireball. <laughs> cauterize the wound. <laughs> Healant. Uh, cauterize the boon. Alright, anything uh, else for Mr. Ogden Boon? Uh, I'm gonna move uh, uh, back here. Just okay. take a step back. That'll bring it to Grom. He can't fit through all that. Oh, yes, he can, but he doesn't want to. <laughs> He's pissed. He wants to kill everyone in here. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55. He's going towards those people laughing. Uh, he did say he wants to. He's killing everyone that's in here. So, that'll, Don't split the party. that'll bring us to Ash. What's going on up there? I can't. I can't see anything. I can't. All right. Let me just uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, that one's dead. All right. Ash is gonna push kind of past everybody and just. All right. What are we? Oh, hello. Yeah. You see the uh, wear guard? It's heavily burned. The mask that it's wearing has actually like melted to its flesh on its face. Gross. Uh, that looks like it is within two squares of me. So yeah, lore weaver with reach. Yeah, it's ten feet away. Two attacks. Yes, sir. Dewergar. Mind Masters. Uh, that's a 17 and a 30? 30 yep. just hits. Oh, okay. Didn't realize we were, this one was Tiamat. Roll, roll damage! As Ash just walks in and just poke. Real, real quick, did the 17 hit? Yes, both hit. Okay. I needed, I needed to double check. I figured the 30 did. Uh, uh, between the two attacks, 39 points of piercing damage. How do you want to do this? Uh, what is the th thing that it's standing in front of? Uh, that are... it, I placed the torture open that's wrong. That's, that's supposed to be the stretching rack. Okay. But I put the stretching rack at the very bottom. Uh, after Ogden Boone uh, lit the room up, is the stretching rack on fire? It is. Alright, I just want to... Like, run him through with the pike. He coughs blood all over your face. Well, I'm ten feet away. True. Projectile, I do it from a distance. Projectile a ten blood. Foot pole. Pick him up with it, and then just pin him down to the burning rack. Alright. And it's a magic weapon, so, you know, it'll be fine in the fire. Leave him pinned to it so he cooks for a minute, and then yank it out. He doesn't scream while he's burning. He just keeps cackling. And then he dies. 
Alright, well, this place is just a party. To Dwergar. Down. Uh, and there's nothing of value in this room. Oh, sorry! Uh, on each of the Dwergar, the one that's burning, it's gonna be a little harder to grab that. But, uh, on the Dwergar that's in front of Noose, has ten gold pieces on it. Each of these Dwergar have ten gold pieces on their person. Uh, you can kind of see gold coins starting to melt <laughs> and drip out of his coin purse. Do you like it uh, well done or extra crispy? Uh, Noose is already starting to leave. I don't know if we're still in initiative nope, we're not. or anything. That combat's over for that one, so. He's not even bothering with the gold. Okay. I would like to grab any gold. Alright, there's ten gold to grab off that Dwergar. The other ten gold melted in the fire. Wonderful. And based on that, since we're out of initiative, Grom is over here. What's everybody else doing? I want to, like, hurriedly whisper, we, we, we gotta go help Grom. He's... Yeah, news is already... These are five foot squares, so you don't have to move one square at a time. You can traverse way more than five than a five foot square, and yeah. So wherever you're going, you can put your tokens there, basically. Uh, Henry would like to just come up to this door up here and just like, is there a keyhole he can peek through? Can he listen at it? There is definitely a keyhole he can peek through. peek through it. Okay. He sees a very long corridor. About 45 feet long, and there's a door about 30 feet up to the right. There's just another long hallway through this door. Oh, you're all down there. Oh, dear. Hey, we'll move Eclipse over there as well. Appreciate it. Grom's like, oh, there's laughing coming from in here. Is that bad? It sounds like more of them. That would be bad then, yes. Uh, he's just gonna try that again to, like, open it quietly. Alright, Grom steps out of the way. Uh, oop, I... Let me consult the DM map. Alright, give me another sleight of hand check. Uh, I'd like to give him the help action. He already rolled it, unfortunately. Uh, 14. Again. 14. Alright. That might do something. Nope. Alright. You open the door, mm -hmm. and you see, as I describe this room, five pale-skinned elves, similar to the ones you saw attack the village, dressed in dark leathers, sit in this room playing cards and other games at tables. And one of them that's actually like facing the door, which would be mm -hmm. this guy and this guy and this guy. Kind of just look at the door as it opens, see this little goblin standing there. They look very surprised that you're here, 
and immediately brandish their weapons. So that's another roll for initiative, everybody, please. Really just speeding through. Dungeon speed run. Low level encounters. All right, uh, Henry and Ash. Uh, Henry got a dirty 20, Ash got a 19. That advantage, though. All right, Noose and Baxter. Uh, both of them got 17. Okay. Which is freaking weird, because they're both, like, have been rolling very close to each other in initiative all night. It's kind of freaking me out. Eclipse. <laughs> 24. There we go. Ogden Boone. Seven. Oh, well. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Leah. Eight. Oh. Oh. I hate that I have to, I have, I have to keep adding Grom manually. It's very annoying. Come on, Grom, what'd you get? Fourteen. All righty. As always, Eclipse is first. Uh, all is right with the universe. Um, can You're at the I... the very nope. back of the group currently. Great. Uh, still can't see the map. Um, how much movement would it take to get through the group to hit someone? Uh, Baxter's considered difficult terrain, so that's 10 feet, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. 35 to see into the room. Uh, and... To get close to somebody, 55 feet total. I think you're muted. muted. I guess it only works when I'm on this tab. Um, 30 uh, full movement and dash bonus action to get up to someone. All right, boom. You're in the room. Wonderful. Or five bandits uh, sit. Great. Uh, time to initiate Whirling Dervish Effect. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go to the first one, or closest, one closest to me. Yep. And attack with my short sword. Go for it. Oh, almost a net 20. 29 to hit. Hits. You rush forward and just stab this bandit. They're still sitting in their chairs. They haven't had time to get up. So you just sink the short sword through his chest as he's sitting there. Mm-hmm. Okay, 5, 10, 15, 20, 23, plus 6 is 29 points of damage. Yeah, you just rush forward and sink the short sword through his chest, and you feel it pierce through sternum and out the back side of the chair, and he just vomits up blood and goes still in the chair. Dead. Alright, now who wants to talk? doesn't look like they're That's... gonna talk <laughs> and I'll have my turn there alright Mr. Lofferton alright well let's see where am I alright so one, two, three, four, four, okay, I think Henry can get like just into the room right here oh dear oh good heavens uh... you see Eclipse just like impaled one of these Shatterkite bandits into his chair through his breast bone. You there. Eldritch Blast. Okay, he's still sitting down. He looks at you. And they're all they're like all in the motion of standing up. 
So three right. Eldritch Blast. Or whatever. First first one at that target is a 21. Definitely hits. Just right in his chest. For eight points of force damage. He looks real bad. Second <laughs> one is a 21. Hits. For six points of force damage. The second Eldritch Blast hits him in the chest and just continues passing through the chest out of his back. And you leave a gaping wound in his chest and he just collapses forward onto the table, dead. Don't let anybody say that Henry never blew anyone's back out. Nice. <laughs> and then third attack! At which one? Oh, Face one. my ire! This one. Yeah, he's he's getting up and he's facing back, so he's getting up and turning around. And that's a 16. Also hits. Just... <laughs> These bandits had no chance. <laughs> 13 points of damage. 13? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, you hit him in the back of the head, and his head just explodes like a melon. Just... And he just... Swumps forward onto the table. Yep. All right, that's Henry's turn. You get the sense these bandits are meant to fight to the death. Uh, that would have been a bandit's turn, but now it's Ash's turn. What's going on? Do I need to do anything? Are you... Do you have this... He's gonna. I think, I think we've got it. Yeah, he's only gonna come up, peek through the door. All right, I'm just gonna. All right, I'm gonna hang out out here. All right. <laughs> That'll bring it to Baxter. Oh boy. Who is still drunk? Oh boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. All right. Uh, so he can see the last two ones based from, on his vision. Uh, I can see a piece of them based on my yep, vision. The dynamic lighting is still not counting big hunks of the walls. Oh, gotcha. So based on the walls, no, you can't actually see any. Oh, of them. okay. Uh. Uh. What does he want to do then? Fuck it. Baxter's drunk. He's just gonna go into the room. Okay, so half movement speed to get through Henry. I can't get through that doorway. Could you move my token? Because I can't move my token into the room. I move the torch. I move the torch again. Sorry, I'll move my token there. out of the way. You're in the room. Oh, I just had you All in the right. room. You're in the room. Okay, so he is going to uh, uh, look at the northernmost one, and uh, he's uh, he's going to do mind sliver. Okay, that's an intelligence saving throw, right? Correct. Fifteen. That's a fail. Uh, all right. So that is 3d6. To a bandit. <laughs> One, six, two. Uh, so that is nine points of psychic damage. Ooh, still standing. And uh, the first time it makes a saving throw before the end of my next turn. It must roll a d4 and subtract a number rolled from the save. So he has like a bane on him, essentially. All right. Anything until else? Until the end of my next turn. 
Uh, and then, oh god, how much? I don't. I guess he's gonna be like, oh, you really don't have enough to shit into you. I am going to hide behind Eclipse. <laughs> Not really hide, but, you know, he's just like. Okay. <laughs> Noose. Catch me. Uh, Noose is going in. Uh, God, I still can't move through there for some reason. I can't move into the room. Yeah, um, you literally have to actually move through the doorway. Yeah, I'm trying. I've been trying to, but. Anyway, uh. Yeah, Noose is gonna go in here. Uh, get to about. There, I guess. He wants to get within 10 feet, but not any closer than that. Okay. And he's going to make an attack on the southernmost one. Alright, go for it. With the whip? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh. I don't believe he's stowed the whip, so it still has the hiss going on. Correct. Correct. Okay. Uh, Does it not have a time limit? Uh, I don't recall it having a time limit. I think it's just until he put it away. Or, or knocked unconscious. Yeah. Uh, until you use a bonus action to speak the command word again, or until you drop or sheath the whip. Yeah. So similar to a flame tongue. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, so an attack. Um, 15 to hit. 15 hits. Oh, good. <laughs> That's, uh... Wow. 10 slashing damage. Okay. Uh... 6. Oh, jeez. 1. 7 acid damage. Mm -hmm. Uh... 3 poison damage. Okay. And... Seven necrotic damage. All right, you whip forward with the whip, and again, it cuts through the midsection like butter, and it just cuts him in half diagonally down the torso, and both halves just kind of fall off the chair, sizzling on the floor. Yeah. Uh, noose is that's like uh, since putting on this ring, <laughs> Noose has noticed that like most of the things that he hits with this whip are just freaking die and he's just like kind of like oh what's going on i like this <laughs> anything else uh no no that's okay. it for him the last bandit on its turn terrified grabs its short sword or scimitar and slits its own throat does not want to deal with this so that bandit is also dead Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, well, that got dark. What did? What's going on in there? Everyone's <sighs> dead now. Just all right. Good job. Mission accomplished. The massive sound that laughter was making is gone, and it's just eerie silent in this entire building now. And that oppressive feeling of being watched is still constant. You saw Ogden boot it's a back of the pack. Just eating some trail mix. And all, or, all those of you in the room, so that's Henry, Noose, Eclipse, and Baxter, on the table where they were playing their games are 50 gold coins piled on each table. So 100 gold total uh, on the table. Noose is currently sweep not that, interested, so... Sweep that into my coin purse. All right, Eclipse, you have 100 gold in your coin purse. Right. 
I can't. Okay, there it goes. I snapped out of the room. Alright. Yes, the sound of that laughter was covering up any possible sounds you all could have made. So, now that those poor bandits who were just gambling have been dealt with. The worst day. Who? What a gamble they made today. Hey, it's, all <laughs> it's all Grom's fault. We would have never gone over there if it wasn't for him. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Grom, any other leads on people you want to kill in this mm. building? Well, the king was in the throne room when I killed him. The queen wasn't there at the time, so she's probably in the throne room right now. Seems oh, that's the way. I don't know if we should just rush in. How far away is this phone room? Through that door, basically, that you're looking through. Honestly, we've been we've been sneak trying to sneak around, and so far we've been met with chumps. So like. What what's the point of trying to go to go slowly? Let's just let's just you know walk around like we own the place, and if I'm proven wrong, so be it. Uh. <laughs> if we're proven wrong, Ash will get to watch his friends die. Yeah, I would I would die last. Yeah. <laughs> I am practically invincible. And then you die. Except you know against any sort of energy damage. Fire, cold, lightning. Just the worst. Hmm. I'll say Eclipse is back out in the hallway now, and so is Henry. Oh, yes. I think it's just safe to assume that I'm with the majority yeah. for the most part. Okay. But yeah, that those bandits <laughs> fucking massacred. Massacred uh, the cows, the werewolves, the Durgar, the bandits. Come on, Justin. No, I love, I love it, Justin. There's, there's a, like, well, there's got to be a reason it's... I'm throwing so many there's, easy encounters, he's, right? He's definitely trying to use our spells. Yeah, use our spell slots. Get our guard down. Speaking of which, uh, Baxter is gonna cast True Seeing. Okay. What's the radius on that? Like, how far can you it's see with that? It's infinite, as far as I can see. Oh, actually, I can see through the, I can see into the ethereal plane all out to the range of 120 feet. But that's just for the ethereal plane. Everything else is my vision range, which is, yeah, pretty much anything. This spell gives the willing creature you touch the ability to see things as they actually are for the duration. The creature has true sight, notices secret doors hidden by magic, and can see into the ethereal plane all out to a range of 120 feet. No, all out to a range. So all of that is a range. Yeah, yeah, all of it's correct. Feet. Correct. There you go. Yep. All right. So where Baxter is currently, you can see into this room right here, and in there is a throne. Actually, I'll describe these rooms because you're just peeking all around. Yeah. Uh, all right. Because depending on how much time has gone by, he still has the. Brightly mm -hmm. gaze going on. A brightly on lit room cascades light across a solid iron throne where a yellow-skinned tiefling female sits, adorned in flowing robes of purple and red and wearing a jewel-encrusted red jagged tiara. Standing guard beside the throne are two massive suits of armor with red flames cascading and rolling around inside, like a walking blast furnace. The ceiling is covered in a massive painting of this tiefling woman and a Shatterkai man bonded together in marriage. 
with their wedding ceremony being held on top of the flayed skins of the people they've tortured and killed. Uh, she's wearing a key around her neck, um, and there is a treasure chest just near the throne. Well, that's ghastly. Looking over into this room, however, which you didn't see anything, but upon looking at it, there is a secret door right here and right here. <laughs> Baxter's just like, secret door. <laughs> and in this room right here, <laughs> if Ogden would have went in that room, he would have automatically seen the secret door because of his passive investigation. But! Which, which room? The throne room? This one. No. But in this room, Baxter... The one that you can see through the walls uh, of. This room is bare aside from four standing statues guarding a cross-shaped section of wall. On each statue, a single word is carved into the base. You obviously can't see the words from here. Uh, there's a fifth statue on the southern wall that's made of solid brass and appears to be the depiction of a tiefling woman in flowing magical robes and wearing a tiara, very similar to the tiefling that you saw. This statue is different from the rest uh, because you can actually see a keyhole at the base of the statue instead of words. Uh, he's going to do, noticing a pattern there, he's going to say, everyone, wait wait a moment. You guys would see that his eyelids are closed, but they're transparent, and he's his eyes are just kind of bouncing all over the place. And he's going to go to the other side of this area and look around as well. Okay. You to see if there's anything else. You see a corridor that goes straight. Okay. 5, 10, 15, 20, Just double 30, check. 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 60. And into a winery, like racks and racks of wine and barrels of wine. That's at the end of that corridor. Oh, on the right side? Yep. Or on the left okay. side, yeah. Um, Everyone, I see. Follow me. And he's going to walk in there and uh, go up to that wall and try to get through it. And other people might see him attempt to do that. All right. So where that secret door is. Oh, that's not what I wanted. Eh, fuck it. Who cares? Boom. Oh, are you talking about the secret door? That's the room you can see into now. Secret tunnel. But uh, <laughs> the secret door uh, ends here, in that little square. The rest is wall. But you can see into the secret room now. There are five statues in total. Cool. Uh, uh, there's a door here. I don't know how to activate it though. Nah, I see the door. Though the door's already been activated as soon as you. Oh. As soon as you got close oh. to it. Gotcha. It's, it's you just it's you touch it with your skin. Yeah, and it opens and it reveals right, this cool. core into this statue-filled chamber. Um, um, everyone, I, I have special eyes. Uh, join me. And my Baxter, brand. And now back here, uh, in this area up here, you see two Shatterkai sleeping in beds. Looks like a living quarters. There are two more of them to the north sleeping not in this room though I'll say right? Eclipse is also in the secret room should we also kill them I really do love secret rooms 
Grom's like, mm, what are we poking around with? Yo, by the way, uh, you see that? And I imagine this place had the depiction of that woman with the crown. Yeah, yeah, this statue right here. Uh, Baxter is going to point out that statue and be like, she's right there, I can see her right now. She's got guards with flaming golem-like... I don't... I can't... It's a little difficult to describe. But chances are there is there will be fire. Um, can Ogden Boone start inspecting yep. the statues? The Northwesterns, they all look the same. The statues are just a blank, featureless statue. Uh, but the Northwestern statue at the base says fire. The Northeastern statue says water. The Southwestern statue says air. And the Southeastern statue says earth. You're leaving out heart, man. You can't leave out heart. Now, Leila Dallas multipass is the you're, queen here. You're, you're hurting Mati. No, but clearly, clearly everything will change when the fire statue attacks, so we gotta push it over <laughs> onto the others. <laughs> uh, when your can, DM finally watches Avatar. Uh, and yeah. I've seen Avatar. And no, he did. Wow. He's like, he and the brass uh, statue at, at the south that depicts this tiefling female has a keyhole uh, at the base instead of words. Are you the key master? Um, so I'm the key master, master of the keys. I, I honestly, I, it's just because I am affected by a very specific movie. Can I cast a fire cantrip on the fire one? You could certainly try. I'd love to. Okay. You cast. I have. What do you cast it on? It firebolt. Okay, you cast a firebolt on the statue that says fire, mm -hmm. and it starts to glow red. And it moves by itself to the eastern wall. Can I go over to the air statue and just try to blow on it? <laughs> yeah, you go. And it too lights up with like a white color and also glides towards the east wall. I can't believe that worked. He finally worked. <laughs> we want something and it worked. Guys, I did something right! So that leaves the earth and water ones left. Around in here. Uh, I think there's something to do with, like, the full alchemical elements. Oh, fire for fire, water for water. <laughs> yeah, so earth is left, and so is... Water. Water. Uh, Ash will go up to... Which one's water? Water is, as I already forgot, northeastern. Okay. Uh, Ash will go up to that one. He'll take out his alchemy jug. Switch it to fresh water. I think I get yeah. Yeah, get a good amount of that still. Switch it out for fresh water and just splash fresh right. water on you it. Pour out fouled water. Ah, uh, it still gets foul even yeah. though it's in the alchemy jug. Yep. Oh man. And the statue glows blue and also glides over to the east wall, leaving the earth one left. Is there any loose dirt nope. on the ground? Oh, we don't have time for this. And he drops trow and takes a shit on it. <laughs> oh. Oh, I have a news. I, I doesn't work. <laughs> no. I don't. No. Henry. Henry uh, comes over with the. Does the book. Does the manual of clay golems have any clay on the like in like on the cover or anything to? No. Uh, I'm wearing a, a ring with turquoise on it, which is a stone, which is earth. I'm going to tap it against there and see if that works. All right. 
gem. Yeah. That statue glows brown and glides passing through the shit and smears it across the floor. And smears the shit on the floor. Oh god, like a Roomba. I was gonna say like a tryhard Roomba with a dog accident. Um, (laughs) As each of these statues get to this eastern wall, they animate and start punching into the wall. And as the wall crumbles, revealing an ancient chest made of solid gold, the four statues crumble to dust. I would like to investigate the chest for traps or to see if it is a golden mimic. The rarest of mimics. It's a shiny mimic. (laughs) Give me an investigation check. Leah was just about to cast, like, spike growth on that, and she just saw Ogden just, like, tap his ring, and she's just like... Okay. 18. 18 does not appear trapped, and it is definitely a chest made of solid gold. Guys, I think this chest is good. Can I Do try you need to... it open? Can I... Yeah, can I see if it's unlocked? It's un- try to open it? It's unlocked. I'm gonna, I'm gonna open it, and then quickly step back. Like, Nothing happens when you step back. Inside the chest is a coin purse containing 500 gold pieces, a coin purse containing 20 platinum. Oh, shit! A wand. I have to look at that mm-hmm. wand to actually give you the best description of it. So give me but a moment, everyone. A wooden wand that looks like the wood has been spiraled together and then finishes out at a solid tip and it looks like there's like a an a rounded base to it um you're a wizard eclipse there is a jeweled walking cane that looks like it conceals the hilt of a rapier and there are three solid diamond bars the diamond bars weigh 150 pounds each what? Did you say diamond bars? Solid diamond bars that weigh 150 Wait. pounds each. I'd be right. able to discern how much they're worth. It's some dense shit. Give me. Just Ooh, a straight. Noose is looking at that too. Give me just a straight insight check for Eclipse. Okay. okay. And Noose. 22. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Uh, they're worth about 5,000 gold each. And there's four of them? Uh, three. Three. Yeah, three solid diamond bars that weigh 150 pounds each. Uh, those are going straight to noose. I can't carry that. You can't, you can't carry all of these? I think they put the bag of holding over limit. Yeah, Noose can only carry uh, 150 pounds of stuff, and he's at 146. Ash is just gonna toss out the portable hole onto the floor next to the chest. Just put, we'll just put it in here. Okay. All right, all right. And I'm gonna put the diamond bars into the okay. portable hole. So just put the whole. We'll just put the whole, whole chest, chest in. <laughs> whole chest. Yeah. Things solid here. gold. It's really heavy. Can you help me like put it in? Of course I can. Uh, what yeah. about the wand right. and the rapier? Those need to be identified if anyone wants. Yes. To. Oh, I can if we've got a little time. You have all the time in the world, I'm, really. Grom's getting Grom's getting visibly frustrated, rapier. but he's just like, he wanted your help, so he's gonna have to deal with it. Yeah. So Grom, I promise this could this could be we could really this could be the key. I'm gonna look at the wand first. Okay. Uh, for the sake of time, you identify it. It is a wand of secrets. 
secret. It literally is the key. What's my avatar stuff? Secret tunnel. Uh, what is what is a wand of secrets? Wand of secrets for the uninitiated. This wand has three charges. While holding it, you can use an action to expend one of its charges. It's, you don't need to attune to it either. And if a secret door or trap is within 30 feet of you, the wand pulses and points at the one nearest to you. The wand regains 1d3 expended charges daily at dawn. Does it... Do you have to have it in your hand when it does that, or does it just do it at... Just, it, has just, does your, it, just... it has to be in your hand. Oh, okay. Man, that would have been funny. Is there a secret door around here, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> put it in your pants. Uh, <laughs> put, it, put it in your pocket, and it just... It can, uh, it can all, I believe, it, since it's a wand, it can also be used as an arcane focus, too. Correct. All wands can be used as arcane focuses. Yeah, and there's, spellcasters and there's still the jeweled cane with the rapier hilt in it. Bumbo, my Google Hi. friend, would you like to uh, figure out what this is? Because I'm very curious. Uh, uh, let's do it. All right, Ogden, you spend the time identifying that. It is a jeweled walking cane. The, je the cane itself is not magical. It's a sword cane. But the sword inside of the cane is a flame tongue rapier. Hot damn. Guys, please. Can I have? Uh yeah, you can have it. We can even can do I? we can even do like tradesies. Uh, it's hilarious that Eclipse just gets all of the magic weapons. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get all of the like magical finesse weapons. Well, yeah, okay. Let's be honest. We have a casting party. Yeah, Ash uses true. pole arms. Yeah. yeah, Henry likes his flail. Henry's Henry is carrying around the frost trident true. just He's to give himself right. Yeah, yeah, just to give himself extra spells <laughs> and, and resistance to fire. Leah really, really likes her staff. Oh, wow. And Ogden likes his staff and his wands. His wand collection that he's getting at this point. Uh, I don't. I mean, I have them. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I only have one wand. I think now. If if that if I'm holding on to the wand of secrets. Yeah. So uh, Ogden, are you are you saying you? Uh, I mean, I'll give you this dagger of venom. Oh, I was I was more just or, thinking. I I, or, I the one magic that's eluded me is magic missiles. Oh, okay. I see. He said he said sheepishly, but also, uh, you also, you also own a magic. Uh, magic uh, gun, don't you? Yeah, plus one I, pistol. I do. That Ogden is yeah. not proficient in. No, no, I I couldn't possibly. I couldn't possibly take your sh couldn't, couldn't possibly take your stuff. Ogden, I just, I, do you want to be a gun monster, funny. No, I'm just embarrassed now. I'm embarrassed now. Make a gun in arcane focus. <laughs> there magic used missile. to be. It is magical. Pathfinder has a sub wizard's archetype, I think. That's the the gun wizard, basically. Yeah, that's, that's the right. that's also the uh, uh, artillery artificer too. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, Ogden, tell you what, I'll give you the gun and the cloak, and no, I'll teach I... you how to use the gun. I'll teach you how to use it. All right. Hey, well, maybe maybe when you get some time off, we'll both. Yeah. Uh... We'll, we'll squeeze off All a few right. rounds at the uh, range. If you, if you, if yeah, you, if I'll you, give if you this cloak for now. If you train there him you once go. a day for eight weeks <laughs> total, a few rounds. he can get proficiency in firearms. Once a day, okay. for an hour at least, for eight weeks total, he can get proficiency in firearms. What if we do 
Maybe while everyone's Once a day to for eight hours. <laughs> it'll still take. <laughs> it'll still take. Will it take one? It'll still oh, take eight okay. weeks. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, I'll give Octon the Robe of Stars. Uh, when I had it, it still had all six charges in it. Okay. Because uh, they really come back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, daily at dusk. Alright, so Octon can add a Robe of Stars to his equipment. Oh, also, I don't want you going without, so I give her the Cloak of Billowing. Okay. So, <laughs> I can still look cool. Oh, absolutely. I take my rapier, unsheath it, stand, cloak of billowing. Right. You can add a flame. You can add a flame tongue rapier to your equipment as well, Eclipse. Uh, all right. So you all have finished this weird statue puzzle. Shit, <laughs> goblin shit, still smeared on the floor. <laughs> but the fifth statue has needs a key to open. Oh. Right, yes. Um, a key that looked like the queen was wearing around her neck. This, uh, oh. this right here, I believe, is probably on the queen. She's right there, and he'll look over back over to where... Yeah, she's still she sitting went. there, just sipping on some wine and tapping on the arms of the chairs. Almost like she's in wait. Like she's expecting something. Uh, yeah, she's right, right there. She's got a key around her neck. Looks like she's waiting, um, and based on certain gross feelings being looked upon and such, doesn't. It does not ping it from her. It's not right. Anyway, uh, that would be the person to get the key to unlock whatever this is, if that is indeed where we want to go. Also, while you all are in this spire, just because I, I forgot to mention it, um, the floors are a little slimy and wet. Not like, not like, disgustingly so, it's just like a little, like you can see little like puddles of water, but it doesn't make sense, because there's no way water can get in, there's like no water dripping anywhere, it's, there's the occasional puddle on the floor. <laughs> like the actual cricket in the background <laughs> in that silence. It was amazing. <laughs> so. Uh, and the sorry. Dog. So what's everybody doing? Uh, uh, can I check the rest of this room? Like yeah. just see if there is another exit or is this just yeah. a one entrance room? I believe up here, and he'll point north. Yeah, there's, there's another secret door right here. Sleeping. Uh, that leads into the room where those wow. two are sleeping. Oh. Now, oh. Uh, by the way, Justin, it's kind of blacked out up here for us. Oh, that's right, because there's hardly any torches in here. That's for a reason. Even through our dark vision, we can't yeah. see anything. That's the unfortunate stuff of this dynamic lighting. Okay. Okay. I was wondering, I'm like, does the room just end there? I will just make another torch then. Dope. That's awesome. Thank you. Is dark vision a thing for tokens in this? I have to look at it. Okay. Appreciate it. Oh, yes. So, uh, yeah, there are hey, others um... there who want to make sure they do not bother us when the proverbial 
shit hits the fan. Well, as long as there's, uh, you know, not a earth puzzle uh, on the fan, I don't think we'll have to worry too much. Am I right, News? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Should wash this hand now. <laughs> Oh, do I have a container? Alright, so uh, do we see the... Where do we see the door on this wall? Right in the corner. Okay. Baxter will be... Walk up to it and... See it and just put his hand right through it. Alright. Oh, this is going to suck. I have to delete the dynamic lighting for this entire section. Okay. So ignore that and ignore all the stuff you can see. That is not in the room above. But yeah, you see two. You can see the corridor. It's about a five-foot-wide corridor into the other room. Back, so you can still see the two of them are sleeping. And there's a chest in that room as well. Everyone, let the quiet ones. I'll draw first. where the wall is, like where the secret door is. Oh, Max will just say to the group, uh, "Let the quiet ones go first. See what they can do to these." Bastards. Uh, yeah, I can go ahead and sneak out. Alright. Eclipse, you're sneaking through the secret door tunnel that just opened into the room where two sleeping Shatter Kai bandits are. Give me a stealth check. 26. You sneak into the room without any issue, and you see them in their bed sleeping. Um. I'm gonna whisper back. What am I looking for again? We're looking to kill them so we don't have to do it later. You want to do that right now? Yes. Right? All right. Yeah. Like, we all give her the war machine in him. <laughs> all right. I'm going to take out my short sword. Um, and sneak attack the first one. How are you doing this? That depends if he wakes up while he's getting attacked. Oh, I'm gonna, with one hand, cover his mouth and nose, okay. and then with the other, like, stab and it, like, depending on how effective it is, I'm gonna either stab his chest or slit his throat. Make a choice. Uh, I'm gonna slit his throat. Try to right. slit while his While holding throat. his mouth? Yeah. All right. Give me an attack with advantage. Automatic sneak attack. Um, 21. That hits. He's just sleeping. You, you gently put your hand over his mouth. It doesn't even seem to affect him. He's still sleeping, and you drag mm -hmm. the short sword. Do I have to you roll want it now? Yeah, roll damage, just because. And you want it to be quick, probably, so it doesn't scream. So you go a little deep, and you feel the short sword scrape across the spinal column. Just... And there is arterial spray, just like... But because you're standing over him, you're blocking all of that arterial spray from getting the ceiling and dripping loudly. 31. Um, 36 points of damage. He is dead and doesn't wake. Obviously, There's one thing I can't dead. stand is a 
it's a, it's a you know a drippy ceiling so yeah mercy kill. you're covered in this arterial spray from his neck and you cut so deep you actually felt the short sword scrape across his like spinal cord yeah That's uh, good shit. ear to ear basically <laughs> yeah uh take an action to put or take a turn unless someone else this, wants to do something this is counting as initiative this is you're all right you're great. going ham Preston, did you? No, I'm gonna wait until I do the second rogues one. Rogues be rogues, man. Do you think? Rogues do be be in rogues. Uh, go to the other one and do the same All right, thing. Give me another stealth check so you can sneak over to the other bed. Ooh, seventeen plus sixteen. Wow. Is yeah. Thirty-three. You get over to the other bed without any issue. Yeah. All right. There's a drop of blood that she catches like Tom Cruise in Mission <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> exactly. Uh, attack. Is, oh, that theme song goes. Um, That's right. Yeah, I'm gonna do it with the short sword. It's a uh, 23 to hit. How are you doing this one? Um. Same way. Yeah, I think same way. All right. So roll. Yeah, it's with advantage. So sneak attack. Unconscious, so it is also an automatic crit, just in case you forgot. Because they are sleeping. Oh, I mean, okay. So Ten. double the damage dice. Yeah. Um. 20, 22, plus 6, plus 5, is 27, no, 22 doubled is 44 plus 5 is 49. You cut a little too deep and accidentally decapitate him, but he's dead too, no sounds whatsoever. Uh, I'm going to investigate the chest. Alright, give me an investigation check. That rolled around for so long. It's not good. It's an 11. An 11. It appears like the safest chest you've ever seen. <laughs> right, I'm gonna poke it. Nothing happens. I'm gonna... Is it locked? It is locked. Alright, I'm gonna... Oh, do I even have tools to do this? Did I get more? I did. I did buy more these tools. Great. I'm pretty sure Baxter's the only one in the party that can see her work. Mm -hmm. it's, right now. it's awful. Dude, I'm like, <laughs> I'm doing my thing. This is what I do. Her fur is Baxter. matted down with blood. No, I pressed, pressed I cleaned myself. Okay, I cleaned myself clean. off. Uh, so give, guys, me a, give me a sleight of hand uh, check with your uh, thieves tools. You guys Great. just see Baxter going through the emotions of like, oh. Mm. Just like um, an inch away from the wall, like he doesn't even re like he's like he's looking through a window. Yeah. Uh, fourteen. <laughs> fourteen. You hear the lock go, and you pick it. Great. I'm gonna open it. See what's inside. Five gold pieces. Oh, that's uh, not a lot. Twelve crossbow bolts, two mundane daggers, and two sets of normal leather armor. These bandits were not wearing any of their armor, okay. and their crossbows and bolts, or actually their crossbows, weren't in there. Their daggers and crossbow bolts were in there, as well as was their gold, so they put all their stuff in a chest before they went to bed. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna take the gold and whisper back, um, does anyone want leather armor or just regular daggers? Or, like, even crossbow bolts? Uh, he just kind of raises his hand, I'm, I might want some of that armor. Eclipse, you can't see news from where you are. Noose is raising his hand. You hear him. You hear him say it. Uh, it is not Noose's size. It is made yeah. the size of a elf. 
it would take him a while to like snip it and mold it and whatever get like the pieces and it's a it's a little big and it doesn't seem magical do you still want it yeah i've got leather working leather working tools <laughs> i can it, i can shape it to get something that'll work right now i've got nothing i'm gonna grab the leather armor and bring it back over to the party and hand it to news okay boop eclipse comes back through the secret tunnel and Secret tunnel and gives news the leather armor. All right. Um, anything else you guys want me to sneak in and do? Was there was there any other exit to that room? Did I see another exit? Yeah. Or... Yeah. There is a passageway that went up to the left. You probably assume to the door that actually leads into this room that isn't a secret door. I mean, probably the main door. Oh, like the like back uh, back yeah, like... is that? Like, like leading into room. the main barracks. Throne room? Possibly that, yeah. Baxter looking yeah, over Baxter. it. The door does not lead to the throne room. It leads out into a hallway. Yeah, Baxter's just gonna be like, there's more over here. And he's gonna walk over to this area. Okay, oh. yeah. Uh, at the end of this corridor, there's actually a, a string with a bell hanging above the door, so it's an impossible trap to detect from the other side. And it's impossible to disarm from the other side. Meant to be activated if the door is open, the bell rings, and people sleeping get woken up. Um, I'm gonna cut the bell. Okay. Or you... is that only because Baxter, Baxter can see it? Baxter is the only one in the room that can see it. Okay. Um, and through that door is what leads into the other door across the hall that leads into the wine room. Uh, we are now, Baxter. Uh, over here are two more sleeping elves in another room. Over here is a wooden chair in another room sitting in front of a large mirror placed on the wall. Hmm. Uh, over here, very far over here, uh, are where two more elves sleep. And then over here are two bookcases filled with books. There's still much to see before we want to tackle what looks like an intimidating figure. Uh, there's and he'll just go and explain what he saw in mm -hmm. each of those areas and oh, books the, you say the path to yes yes many books what um what do all of you think it might be worth checking out oh, uh, fine whatever oh the longer we where am i Though the longer we spend kind of messing around, the, the, the more chance we have of, like, do we, do we want to, like, maybe prioritize, like, the hostile people in the place and then explore? Um, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's do the dirty work so we can stroll leisurely. Well, I don't, I mean, when... All of us aren't really new to this, so I imagine you all understand when I say if we if we kill all the guys, then the place probably won't be here for very long. That doesn't happen every time. <laughs> that only happens, uh, you know, most of the time. But, um, I, 
when Noose sees uh, that statue and of the woman and anything, does it trigger any nope. bells? Okay. So he's still kind of like, okay. You have no idea well, who she is. Either way, we still got something. You got that feeling of being watched anyway. So we might as well get rid of anybody that might attack us. Yeah, you get the from, sense that behind whatever sense, sense is watching you knows you're here already. But hasn't told its bandits that are possibly protecting it. And Baxter did see the queen waiting patiently like she was expecting something. Probably just egging us on, seeing how far we can get. Yeah, so why not take advantage where we can? Yeah, let's, uh, let's, uh, I guess, investigate and, and get the odds in our favor. All right. Oh, watch out. There is a bell over here next to this door. And Baxter will mosey on over and point it out to everyone. You can reach it to snip it too. It's just a, you just can easily just. Oh, okay, it. I wasn't sure if that was like a lockpicking nope, kit for disarming no, traps. You, it's just a it's a string with a bell on. It can easily just be cut and. All right, cool. Yeah, he just pretty much cups the bell so that it doesn't make a resonant sound at all. And yep. Just... Yep, and then you just disarm that alarm that the sleeping people put up. Mm-hmm. Well, they have no more use for it. Yes, would you like it? I imagine if we want to set an alarm ourselves, we could put it out. Alright, yeah, I'll take it. Alright, there you go. You'll give her the bell, which I believe is an official item that you can add to your inventory if you want. Fun fact, in older editions of D&D, bells were listed as not having any weight, so the joke was that you could have like 10 billion bells on your inventory and they weighed nothing. Hey, these bells also weigh nothing. Oh, hey. So, what are you guys doing? Baxter... <laughs> Jackson's like, before you all go out and try and buy 10 billion bells. So, you guys snip... Uh, Baxter snips the bell off of this door, gives it to Eclipse, Yeah, would be uh, down Baxter, this corridor now. Does Baxter see anybody on the other side of the door? Nope, you see into the hallway, which there's nobody in, and directly across from this hall is the wine room. Yeah, Baxter will just go ahead and open it. He's got his eye on that wine room. (laughs) Gotta refill our (laughs) supply, man. You open the door. Uh, wait. Which way is the wine room from here? Right across the hall. Oh, he's going there. Okay, that door is unlocked, so you can just immediately open it. Oh, I I can't squeeze through there. Okay, boom. You go into the wine room. Alright. Anyway, uh, yeah. Oh, I moved Uh, you into there. Boom, you're in the wine room. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh wow! Well, oh lucky, lucky me. So uh, to describe the, this room is the wine room. <laughs> this room is filled with barrels of aging non-alcoholic wine and racks of rare, rare wines. 
wait, 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 wait. If it's not alcoholic. Wait, wait, wait. Don't open any of those. Oh, right. Actually, they, they might all be gross at this point. I don't know if I don't know if it's like when the container is opened, they get gross, or if just all liquid is already gross. No, that's why uh, the market trend right now for most wines is actually to have a, a twist top. You know, it wasn't often thought to be uh, very classy because they all preferred the cork, but you lose so much less, and there's so much less chance of it getting corrupted if you have that uh, twist top, unlike these we have in front of us. Well, how are you going to get the blacksmith? You know how much it costs? To get the blacksmith to make threaded caps for everything single bottle. Yeah, and here's the thing. How are you gonna do it? How are you gonna make oh, glass threaded? Um, I'm sure a glass blower could. So, I, I'm not a glass. What are we talking about? Make a mold so, with some so melted aluminium. So, Baxter, the wines you're looking at, there are five bottles. Or sorry. Let me get this right. There are five bottles of each of these five brands of wine. One of these wines is called Montsoza's Finest. Well, what do you know? Even but, in the Shadowfell. Well, this place got pulled from Ipshire into the Shadowfell. But yes, oh, yeah. uh, there's Ipshire Kelp Wine as well. You all have Kelp Rum, not Kelp Wine. Uh, another one of these brands of wine is called Volcanic Brew. Another one is called Rivers of Red, and the last one is called Golden Grain. Uh, how many of those has Baxter already sampled before? I can't remember if you've tried Monsoza's Finest. Or not. I believe we we did. Uh, oh, sorry. I believe we did uh, uh, say that Baxter had had Monsoza's before. That's the only one then out of these. I remember that. All right. Okay, and he's gonna grab one. Which one? Uh, he'll grab the uh, the. Uh, what well, did you say? Like volcanic or brimstone or what was that one? Volcanic. Volcanic brew. Yeah, I'll grab that one. All right. Uh, looking through the bottle, it is a black colored wine. Fitting. And the label is of a volcano. Hmm. Baxter, maybe you shouldn't try it. What? Much number here. Well, I'm not what are doing it now. I'm grabbing it for later. And he puts it in his coat. <laughs> okay. Guys, I can carry a bunch of this stuff too. No, it's work. We're really trying to ransack. Frankly, uh, I think uh, Grom over here is you know foaming at the mouth to get some get some killing because he hasn't done any yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Grom, you could have helped me in that room. No, I'm not. I'm not sneaky. All right. Get your favorites, Baxter. 
and Baxter will just grab one of each and toss them in. All right, uh, when you grab Irish Kelp wine, the wine, looking through the bottle, has a turquoise hue to it. Monstosa's Finest obviously looks like a really well-made red wine. Rivers of Red is a very dark red wine. Kind of almost has a purple hue to it. And the bottle is frosted over with frost, like ice. Like it's a constantly cool. frosted bottle, almost. Alright. And then... Oh, no, did, I, did you lose me? Uh, no, we got you. And then... It's just... Golden Grain is an amber-colored wine with flecks of edible gold floating around inside. That's fushy. <laughs> cool. Uh, I imagine over here it's just like barrels of unbottled stuff. Yeah, it's all unalcohol, non-alcoholic wine that hasn't been fermented yet. Ah. All right. Well, this was a selfish endeavor on my part, but let's move on. Okay. Yeah, let's uh, let's keep going. Sounds good. Worry about you guys going. Uh, Bax is gonna, Bax is gonna point out where the other two guards are. Where were they? I believe they were north. Two here. Uh, one. Yeah. Okay. And okay. two here. Yeah. Do we want to just like do we want to just like storm the throne room and just get that out of the way? I mean, if their if their leader is gone, like the king's already dead. If we take out the queen, like who are they fighting for at that point? Well, I have a suggestion, but Ash. If we attack, yeah, what's that? Well, Baxter, when yes. you were looking around, did you notice what the door to the throne room looked like? If there's more than one, two doors. Made of iron, just like the other doors. They didn't did look they any different. A, do they have a keyhole, Baxter? All the doors have had keyholes, but uh, those ones also have keyholes. Ash, you have the chest and the bag of holding, right? Uh, a portable hole, but yes. Portable hole. I'm sorry. It's all good. Well, basically the same thing at this point. Key differences, but go on. Instead of killing her outright, I could try to take over her. That's a thing well, you can and, do? like, Leo holds her staff. She's like, well, when the Fungal Lich gave me his wonderful staff and his powers, one of the things he granted me was to be able to cast a spell called Magic Jar. And that chest is technically a vessel which I could go into and if I can see her through the and then if we have the key I can just possess her to go to the statue unlock it and maybe talk to her minions and say hey don't hurt these people everything's fine so we shouldn't kill anyone else we come across. 
Well, only if it fails. Because it could fail, but it could go really, really good for us. Wait, where's the other where's the other door to the throne room? One here. One here in the back so we can see. Okay, okay. Uh, did we go down the hallway where the left one was? No. No, we haven't been down that way? Okay. But there's also right. nothing oh. down there. Oh, we, we know there's nothing down there? Yeah, because Henry peered through the lock and didn't see anything of import. Oh, okay. Oh, that's the other end of that one. Okay. All right, what about this? What about this? Because uh, getting that chest up to the keyhole will probably take take up that one. What if we have one team... Like, what if it's just I like I can come with you, we can hold the chest up the keyhole... And then you try the thing. Uh, will she know if it fails? Like, does she know that it happened? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Because I was going to say, if she knows, then we could, like, she might say something, try to call for the guards. We could have everybody else at the other door... So if it fails, they can just come bursting in and we can go to plan B and I murder. But if it does, does work, you can, like, give a signal. Okay. But if it does work, you could like, give a signal from, from her body to be like, we're all good. I think this yeah. is a good plan. What do you guys think? Um, I think that, uh, we should... You know, just so that we don't get uh, attacked from behind, we should kill all of the easy targets first. Her and her husband killed and flayed my son. I do not want to keep her alive. No, we will kill her after she's... But she's more useful to us alive right now than dead, Grom. Yeah, the other thing is, yeah, if, if this works, though, like, we don't need to fight the little ones because she... Because Leah could just be like, call off the guards. It's all right. I'm your queen. Listen to me. And then after I come out of her body, you know, we could, like, tie her up or something, and then I can come out of her body, and then you can do whatever you want. Murder her, slay her. You bring her back for a public execution. A yeah. Just make sure Leah's body is alive and within 100 feet at all times. Mm-hmm. Or Leah dies. Right. Oh, boy. So... <clears throat> is it worth trying this? Why not? I... What's the downside? I mean... <laughs> fight her anyhow yeah but like isn't there a risk of you dying if something goes wrong well henry ash you're strong you can just carry me for a little while just make sure my body stays okay i don't even think i need i don't really think i need henry's help you're very small i could probably pick you up with one hand <laughs> this is very true <laughs> If Ogden can carry me on his shoulders... Also, just for the sake of... Oh, what are you saying? If your body was put in the bag of holding or in the portable hole, it would count as more than 100 feet away because you're technically on another mm -hmm. plane of existence. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, Ash would have to... Ash would probably keep her, like, on his shoulders or something. Or, like... <laughs> keep her in, like, a baby Bjorn in front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that thing called? 
Never mind. I'll figure it out later. So, what is the plan? I think we go in, Leah attempts to possess the queen, and if it fails, we kill everyone. So she'd have to cast Magic Jar right now. And you would need the container to be out right now. The container also cannot be in another interdimensional place. Oh yeah, well no, not like well we have to get into position because we can't see her. Yeah. We have to get the we have to get the chest out of the out of the bag. Ma- Magic Jar needs to also be cast before any of this happens, so Leah's soul is put into the object. Right, right, right. So we can get ready on the other side of the door. Yeah, correct. Or do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're doing that now. Grom's Does like, have anything I else can, they want to do first? I can linger back and deal with the bandits. I do want to kill people, so I can handle bandits. If they come a-running. Perfect. Um, we're guard. If I... So he just positions up. That takes right here in front of both doors where they live all right um okay and then, so sound like a plan mm-hmm. uh, and then bonus action ignite it right before we go in okay all right uh then i guess we go down we go to one door everybody else goes to the other one ready to rush in if everything goes up sideways you can yeah. also use one of the diamond bars if you want but once an item is used after for this spell it is destroyed oh is it after the soul leaves the item yes uh, well we don't need to lug around a giant if, golden chest uh when the spell yeah. ends, the container is destroyed yeah. honestly we have enough gold it's fine i Does have anyone an have... of 20 right now so we're good wonderful <laughs> Anything that hits you while your body is not possessing a soul is considered an automatic crit as well. Oh, okay. Alright. I don't think I have anything else that would work, so yeah. Uh, Just appraising, real quick, appraising the chest. Can we tell how much the chest looks like it's worth? 500 gold pieces. Oh, okay, perfect. Then that's the main solid gold, yeah. It's exactly enough for the spell. Perfect. It's like you made it to happen. I didn't expect this to happen, no. <laughs> Wait, is Leah going to be over on this side? So I guess we'll be on the opposite door? Um, yeah, I think we're go- we'll go to the right, and then me and... Because or- uh, I have I'm... to be in the... Like, my soul has to be... Right. Yes, so who's going... So just so I can position the tokens, right? Also, like, so I can position tokens that can't move, i.e. Eclipse. Who is all going to the right door? Uh, I'm going to go with Leah. Okay, uh, Ash will also go. Wherever they are. So what door is Leah going to? What door does, so, what door does Leah want to go to in the chat? Or whatever door Ash goes to, so I'll assume yeah. the left door. Like the left oh, I was going to say yeah. right, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it really doesn't. Alright. <laughs> so, alright. I guess Ogden is on the right. Is Do I got Baxter and Noose with me then? Sure, yeah. Oh. Uh, I can't get Baxter out of that uh, wine room. <laughs> And what side is Henry going on? He just on? doesn't want to leave that room. Henry will go on the side with... Henry will go on side plan B. So the the not Leah side. Okay, boom. Yeah. Oh. And what side for Noose? Uh, same as uh, Baxter, I guess. I need the torch again. Henry. Man, I keep moving these torches. Alright, boom. 
you're all lined up on your opposite side of the door. It's back so you can see through the wall. You can see they're all lined up on the other side. Oh, he can see perfect. Then he can also tell if it does or doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Ash will, at some point in here, jump down into the... Drop out the portal of the hole, jump down into it, take the bars out, leave them in the bottom, take the empty chest, put it on top, climb what's up, your, close the hole. So it's a minute of solid gold. What's your carrying? Like, what's your lifting? Like, what, how much you uh, Good question. Uh, I imagine probably a lot. So it's probably you, as well. You probably you can probably lift the chest. The chest is four hundred pounds. Push drag lift six hundred ninety pounds. All right, you can lift the chest with ease. All right. I mean, he so, did deadlift like true. A, an Udak the yeah. other day. So. All right. So he's got a deadlift. The, my wait, body. wait, 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 wait. Put the body. Ogden. Chest. What? Ogden. Yeah. Ogden's on yeah. the Ogden's on the other side, right? Yes, oh, is. yeah. I'll run around real quick okay. before we start. Ogden, yeah. do you have any portents left? Uh, yeah. Bad ones? Huh. Right on, brother. I knew bad stuff was going to happen today. Oh, All she right. fails the spell. Yeah. Yep. We, we were just like, oh, let's hope she fails the saving throw. It's like... We have a divination wizard! We have a technology! You can peek through the door, the keyhole, just like we are. Oh, okay. Peek through the opposite keyhole. Yeah. So we peek through one, yeah, she you, peeks through the other. Okay. Yeah, so for the sake of this then, I will say the dynamic... Nah, the dynamic landing is still on, because fuck that shit. Okay. Nah, dynamic landing will turn it off for the doors, just so you guys, okay. you guys are peeking through them. Guess what? I see. You can't see her from the door. Oh. Hmm. Well, this... You have to go, you have, you have to go in. All right. Did we try to do a surprise round? What? No, wait, wait. All right, let's all... Everybody back over the other side. Baxter. Baxter. Baxter just sees you guys, like, talking and stuff, and he just casts a message. He's just like, what is going on over there? Who are you casting right. message to? He's casting it to, uh... Uh... Ash. Wait, Henry sees Henry sees uh, Baxter going to cast message, and Carnifex is just going to grab his hands and move them out from in front of his face before he can cast it. <laughs> oh me. Yes. Oh okay. Just like Pff. last place we were in, people could listen in on those things. Oh. All right. I'm gonna go to Ash. I'm gonna run around and tell them what we can't see. Yeah. Okay. No. 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 Here's what. Here's what we do. Here's what we do. I'll okay. come in with the. Ch- I'll come in with the chest. Me and Ogden can go in we'll, with the chest. We'll pretend it's a gift. We just need a split second. We'll just do the you whole, like, guys, we've come with a gift. Guys, Do you want bad. me to do a distracting? Distraction? Why don't we do, uh, no, we don't need a distraction. Leah's just get, Leah gets in the chest. Guys. feel like we're being watched right now. You guys are still being watched constantly. Yeah, that hasn't gone away. Aren't there the doors towards the front that we can see in from? There are no doors at the front. No. It's just these two side really? doors. You want to do it? I mean, I could hide and try to attack if things go badly. There's not much. Oh, look look in the room. There's not much to hide behind. I mean, like, around a door, like corner. Yeah. Or, a, or a big golden chest we're hulking in. <laughs> Which, by the way, you're definitely getting like a Waddle drag from Auction Boon if he's helping out. No, Ash can just carry it in both so hands. So the chests could fit both Leah's body and Eclipse's body. Like Eclipse could hide in the chest with 
Leah's body if you wanted to. Well, could, but can I carry the chest and both of them? Again, you get a waddle. You get a waddle. I'll drag say. Help I'll say. If, I'll say. If Ogden's helping, then yes. Oh, actually, does you said it's four hundred pounds? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually, yeah, as long as Leah and Eclipse don't add up to more than two hundred and ninety pounds together, there's no way. Then yeah. how much does Leah weigh? I small plus my equipment right now. Um, I'm carrying one hundred and five pounds. But how much? Wow. How much do you weigh? Uh, good question. I am... Apparently, I did not put. All right. Why are you carrying average, so much stuff? Average halfling weight. It's 50 pounds. pounds. Sure. 150 so pounds. That's 155 total. So, Eclipse, how much do you weigh plus equipment? Um, Plus equipment, it'd be 165. Okay, so yeah, that'd be a little oh, over. Wow. So, Ogden yeah, so can help. I is super <laughs> skinny. So yeah, with all yeah with all that, Og- I'll say if Ogden helps you carry the chest, then you can do it. It's you guys, mostly you guys will just moving. You guys will be moving very slowly. We just need okay. to get. We just need to get the chest within line of sight of the queen. Mm-hmm. All right, if this goes bad, just just run in and just start killing. So, all right, so. I'm going to cast a spell. It's going to take a minute. Ogden, you have your portents ready? It takes a minute? One whole minute? It takes a minute for me to get into the chest in this form. But, right. but, but then, so then her soul... I, I and then it's in there, and then we're good. And then her body goes catatonic with no soul. In it. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So you gotta make, you have to promise me you're not going to let my soul down. What if, what if I calm her? We, no, just we'll, she just will we go in and it just happens as soon as she's oh. in line of sight. It just happens. Did, did Baxter okay. recognize that this person having like elf ears at all? They're it's not a charm spell. It's it's panache. And oh. she's also it's a an tea, ability. She's also a tiefling. You're also hiding That's in right, the chest. Tiefling. Yeah, but like I could be not be in the chest and just like enter as a dignitary. I think we're complicating this too much. We literally just need we to get are. in the room. All right, I'm going to start just getting the chest and pull my knees in and wait for Leah to get in. Okay. <laughs> I am going to... Leah's going to get in, and then she's going to, like, hold her staff, and she just starts, like, whispering to herself and, like, starts, <laughs> like, saying the spell. Okay. Are you, So you're in the yeah. chest, too, with Eclipse, right? Yeah. Okay, so you sit in, you wedge in between Eclipse's, you wedge in on the other side in between like Leah's knees, and you're holding the staff up. You're then gonna have to put the staff down because it will not; it'll just poke out the top. Uh, After about a minute, Eclipse, you just watch Leah's eyes roll into the back of her head, and she just falls limp, not breathing. Okay, I'm gonna take the staff and lay it down horizontally, but so like so that her hands on it. Your your soul is now inside the chest. You can perceive everything that's happening around you. You just can't speak or interact with anybody right now. I'm gonna make sure nothing gets caught on the hinges when it closes. So it just no like, mushrooms get decapitated. Save the yeah, mushrooms. Just like I'm gonna like put her head down the right in way. The chest, just... Put her arms in her lap and then just get her hair like, in a little ponytail so it doesn't get caught and it's not visible. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. But good. The, 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 the lid they, they close the lid Ash and Og you're standing there you can see Leah's like 
technically dead body. Uh, oh, technically oh, dead, so she's mostly alive. Yeah. Well, she's only mostly dead. Yeah, Solus just drooling in the. Actually, her eyes don't close; they just roll up to the back of her head. So, Eclipse, just, you're just, just gonna... you're just staring at this like drooling halfling in front of you. And Ash lifts up the chest. Well, I'll take one end. Ogden can take the other. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's go. In. Oh, I should be on. You literally need like, come on, just just go, just go. You could do this. All right. We'll bring her as soon as we can see her. Like we get as soon right. as we get to so, here. The door is locked. Oh my god! Eclipse, <laughs> do your thing. <laughs> We didn't check to see if it was locked first. No, get out. We oh, I'm gonna we'll have to do it from there. Do it from Wait, there. If Ogden's helping, Ogden will have to be on this yeah. side. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. Why I, that's why I moved him over. Okay. I just saw that. Right. Yeah, yeah, it gonna... might be a hot mess, but at least we're hot. <laughs> so You're you, right. You poke out of the chest, uh, slide a hand yeah. check with your thieves' tools on the lock. Baxter uh, is seeing that they are picking the lock on that end, and he's yeah. just like, uh. Can either of you pick locks over here? Because <laughs> I imagine this door is locked as well. Um, 11. 11. Are you, oh, are wait, you trained I'm proficient. Yeah, you're I'm proficient. proficient. So yeah. your proficiency 19. 19. Yeah. So, the door unlocks. Uh, Henry will say, I think I've got a solution. If we, if, Well, is the, the one on the other side locked too, right? Yep. Okay. I've got a solution. Don't worry. All right. So, I'm going to climb back in. Okay. Back into the chest. Obviously, wouldn't have checked that. <laughs> There's All right. so much else All right. going on. Let's go. Can we open the door? <laughs> yes, you can. All right, we step through here. Yes, you do. As soon as I can see. Yeah, she turns. And I'm. So, I, there's some thing. Uh, just one sec, because there's some stuff she wants to say to people. But you know what? Maybe she. Never mind. The people she wants to talk to aren't here, so she just <laughs> says, "Ah, our guests have arrived. We brought you a gift." Oh. And Leah's gonna try and take over her body and hope that Ogden is coming in with his A game. Yeah, don't roll it. All right. That's a two that she would have rolled for that save. All right. She fails. I... She fails the spell. Saw it happening this way. And, Leah, you feel your soul get sucked out of the chest and go into this tiefling woman. And then her soul gets yanked into the chest, right? Correct. Uh, let me just double check. What is that like for Eclipse in there with just like a tiefling soul just like floating, on, floating uh, around? On a failure, your soul moves into the target's body and the target's soul becomes trapped in the container. Uh, once you possess a creature's body, you control it. Your game statistics are replaced with the statistics of the creature. Though you retain your alignment, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma scores. You retain the benefit of your own class features. If the target has any class levels, you can't use any of its class features. So, Leah, I will send you the current statistics of the creature you are controlling. Okay! This is just like, what's going on, guys? <laughs> Man. Can I climb out of the chest, or if I get out, will the soul be released? It's trapped inside the container, the container as an object. Okay, great. So you can, uh, we just open up. Whoo! Yeah, see, so <laughs> her soul just flies out. You can you can climb out without any issue. But Leah great. hasn't given any orders yet, 
So I'm these, gonna, these soldiers that are standing beside knock. Leah start pulling out weapons. I'm gonna knock on the top so one of them can hear me. He's like, did it work? Now, now. I don't, how, is this her voice? It's, it's, is like... It'll come out like her voice because you're possessing her body. Now, now, leave our guests be. They are our, they are my guests and they will be treated with civility. They turn to you very confused, but they go back to the halting. Uh, did you get what I sent you, Brittany? Yeah, and I just pulled it up. Okay. <laughs> okay. I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I didn't think it, I didn't think of this plan. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the Helm Tours go inert. The flames shut down. All right. Well, uh, uh, put down the chest. Uh, just all right. Eclipse, come on out. Uh, can you, Eclipse? Can you get that door? I don't know if that one's unlocked. Um, yeah, I think I can get it. All right. Slide a hand check on that door to unlock it. Right, let's see if I can. Nineteen. It unlocks. Right. And Eclipse opens the door, and you guys see Eclipse standing on the other side. Hello. Henry no, Baxter that's, and Noose. That's not Eclipse's. Hello. Hello. Uh, I am Adelie. No. Uh, uh, hello. Uh, seems to have. Seems to have worked. Now, as my guests of the castle throne room and she's like gonna like stand up since I can't move the token okay um she's gonna be like as guests I shall give you a tour of my humble abode <gasps> starting with the wonderful room with containing the statues there's quite some history with them now and she's gonna turn towards the two guards be like they're inert. They tur they're, tur they're turned off at this point. Okay, they're turned off. And while you're in this tiefling's body, yeah, the same sense of being watched is also on you as well. Okay. How does it feel being in a taller body? <laughs> That's that, fucking uh, weird. Of, of, a, of, a, of a sexy tiefling. <laughs> She's all in yellow. And as while well, you're in her body possessing it, I'll say you also know her name is Urea. U R Y I A, Queen. Oh, sound like the, like the chemical in P. Oh, I didn't even realize. Well, that's fun. <laughs> and she dresses in all yellow. <laughs> well, she oh, is boy. yellow. She's a yellow tiefling. That's fun. Oh, she's young. Mm. Piss out of this encounter, Sam. Cruel, cruel, cruel parents. And there's been a lot of gold. <laughs> but yeah, so you, t what are you doing, Leah? So they can't hear me. They're a nerd. Um, yeah, they're turned off. I'm in the body, guys. And I'm tall. Okay. And, like, she's going to take the key and, like, hold it. And she has a wand of fireballs on her. Mm -hmm. And she's going to just walk over to Ogden and be like, Here, I think you could use this. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll take it. Ogden, you can add a wand of fireballs to your equipment. <laughs> oh, my God. You think... Lisa. Wait, I just had an idea. Could you just, like, order everyone in the castle out to the courtyard 
And then we could hit them with like multiple fireballs, like and like a cone of cold, just 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 obliterate them all at once. Well, I Queen Yuria, that's 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 me, that's my name. I I I know that like I'm evil, chaotic, like that's I'm a tiefling, you know, I understand that. But that seems harsh still. So it, we're gonna fun. kill them all anyway. Yeah, this just makes it easier and uses uh, a lot up less. Up the corridor, you hear the sound of flesh being just cut into. Yeah, I don't think there's gonna be a lot of um, lot left after Grom makes soup out of most of them in their beds. Yeah, but yeah. Noose is yeah. kind of looking around. Noose and Baxter just look around to see where's Grom. Grom, no, Grom, Grom said he was gonna take well, care of Noose and Baxter. Are you guys can't see Grom. Oh, okay. Eclipse. Well, Baxter, no, he's Baxter, no, he's... Baxter would see Grom in those bedrooms, just hacking the sleeping elves to pieces. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice. Yes, Leia. Can you take a knee before me? Um, sure, I guess. And I'll take a knee in front of Leah slash Uria. Since you were queen of the pirates, I think you should have this. And she's going to take off the tiara of infernal summons and put it on Eclipse's head. I'm stealing all of Justin's villains. It's, like, not, it's, not, it's not often that you get to loot the villain before you kill them. All right, Eclipse, <laughs> you can add a tiara of infernal summons to your equipment. Sweet. <laughs> But Eclipse, you have to promise me I get to try to use it, okay? You promise? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I promise. Awesome. Okay, now, let's go. Well, I think Grom's having a lot of fun. But I think we should go and see what this key does. Yeah, uh, Pat, how you still got my body good? Oh yeah, it's in the chest. Real quick, how long can you stay like this? It's until I end it. Like, wait, forever? Um. Until dispelled. Yeah. All right, well, yeah. so she's just not a problem for a while. All right. Yeah. So we could just, like, walk you back to town <laughs> like that, and then just literally, you could, we, we could hop out, and then she could be publicly executed back in town. Yeah, she could be. Oh, boy. How much, wait, wait, actually. Does wait? What does our does our does what's his name? Our fey guy? Does he care about this person at all? Ipsha? No, no, the one we, we met in the castle. Falcaris. The guy that gave us the, what? Oh. Yeah. <sighs> does he care about this woman at all? Because like I I don't know if we need any more goodwill with him, but like delivering, I just this seems like something he might find funny. Well, I can stay in this form anyhow, so we can go see him first, go for a jaunt around the town, you know, have a good old fun execution. Let's, uh, let's go to the statue there and unlock that first. We'll, we'll play good by plan. ear after that. Let's make sure Grom is okay first, though. He seems, oh, Baxter true. looks around, he seems perfectly okay. He's hacking these bodies up, and he's making his way back to you guys. No, guys. <laughs> yes, he's doing just fine. Yeah, I was I was imagining I was imagining he was Hugo Stiglitzing them real hard. And eventually you guys see Grom come through the door that Ash and Leah came through and he's coated in blood. Nice. Hey, Grom. 
No. Roddy! No, 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 no. It's Leah, it's Leah. And he stops. It worked! Great. You can execute me later! And you can plan exactly how you want to do it. If you just want to sink your claws into her, if you want to like set her on fire, or like I'm going to do her. to her what she did to my son. Perfect. See, you can plan it exactly how you always dreamed of. Great. I know, isn't it? No. I don't want to Let's walk around see. and cooperate with the woman who killed my son. Well, the good news is, is it's not the woman who killed your son. There's a, uh, her souls in this here uh, crate we're hefting around. By the way, I think I may have uh, dislocated a disc or two trying to pop that guy out. I just yeah, I'll, if that is empty, I can just all right. That's, that's a little heavy, but I well, we're still being watched, so it's not her. Oh, it's not mm. me. Her, Uria, Queen Uria. Does that bell like? I mean. Name ring a bell, Grom? Yeah, again. She's the woman who killed my son. Well, I know that, but what else can you, like, tell us about her? That's it! Okay, Grom. I'm just excited to be tall. So let's go to this room with a key. Yeah. Let's, yeah, uh, as you see, this every statue. question, this entire encounter, seeing her not dead is just raising his... Anger through the roof. Well, maybe we should keep them as far apart as possible. Mm, um, I'll be in the back. All right, great. Um, I'll keep an eye on Grom if you guys wanna go on ahead. Actually, Grom, uh, would it make you feel better if you were holding her soul in your hands? Not really. All right, fair enough. Hey, Clips. Uh, yeah. I know you like your daggers, but do you like rapiers? I mean, they can do a little bit more damage. Because, like, there's this, like, one here. I'm not really going <laughs> to use it. Eclipse did just get a flame tongue rapier, though. Yeah, but now I can, but with dual wielder feats, I can wield two rapiers in one hand. In, in one hand? In, in both hands. It's like, a tool. it's like one of those lightsabers that has two ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got a dark mall sword now. Um, but I can wield two rapiers at once. Oh, then here you go. And Leah will toss the plus three rapier over to Eclipse. Ooh, okay. Oh, good lord. Yep. Sure. <laughs> Great. Oh. <laughs> Leah wants to make everyone happy. All right, let's go check out that statue. Let's go check out that statue. Yeah. Okay, so, just for the sake of my sanity, I'm not using Queen Uria's token. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. In the way. Okay. All right. Now the question is, do I you keep my rapier or do I use the short sword? Say so everyone's in here <sighs> just for the sake of my sanity as well. Which one do I use? And is, are Ash and Ogden <gasps> still working together to carry the chest? Yeah. Uh, well, it's, uh, Eclipse isn't in anymore, so Ash can carry it by himself. Okay, cool. 
All right, you all get back into the statue room. Make sure you're nice and close to me, Ash. I'm keeping close. All right. Now, look, she's holding the key. Is everyone ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready, and I've got my two rapiers now. It's what I've always wanted. <laughs> Since the beginning, I wanted two dual-wielding rapiers. I'm pretty sure we could have afforded rapier, two rapiers at the, you know, at any point. That's like a hundred gold each. Yeah, but like at the beginning, I didn't have the feet, and now I do, and now I have two magical rapiers, and I'm living my best life. <laughs> Noose takes the key and puts it in the statue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The statue grinds towards the east, revealing a wide, wide chute, about 30 feet in diameter, going straight down. How far does Baxter see? I mean, like, how far does it go down to, in Baxter's size? You don't see beyond 120. Yeah, correct. Okay, cool. Well, let's, uh, hmm. Looks like a slide, a very slick slide. This doesn't look the greatest, but... If, if uh, it's where we need to go, that seems to be what's going on. All right, uh, here's a thought. Perhaps, because we're going into risky territory here, perhaps we execute the queen, just get that out of the way, just to, just so that's not an issue, so she doesn't like get up and escape at some point as we go forward into the unknown? Um... How how does that spell work? Can't Leah just stay in the body until it expires and then? Well, right. But if something goes wrong, like remember, there's that field we passed through that gets in through the door. I think that would just end it. I also think that uh, you know, sliding down a hole is going to be hard. Uh, trying to manage distance sliding down a hole with uh, you know uh, a soul riding Leah between people. Leah, you would know that if you're in the host body and it dies while you're in it, the creature dies, obviously. But, you must make a charisma saving throw against your own spellcasting DC. On yeah. a success, you return to the container if it is within 100 feet of you. Otherwise, if you fail the check, you die. That's what if we just like, what if we just like keep smacking her until she's feeling real bad, then we switch them back, and then we, and we also like cocoon her in rope, and then we kill her. We could do that. Uh, I think we need to uh, tie her to a chair, and then uh, all of us can, you know, fully accompany uh, Grom instrumentally uh, uh, while we all say stuck in the middle with you while he just does whatever he wants. Like that scene from Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Let's just... So, Leah, if you want to just take off all of her armor, um, she's, not wearing any of them she's just wearing robes. She's a caster, essentially, and you took, yeah, her, she... you took away her focus. She doesn't have a component pouch. She is useless. <laughs> oh, no. We're really sorry, Justin. Justin. Grom just walks over, fucking done with this shit, and picks her up by the throat. Leave the body now, and it'll be swift. Okay. Uh, <coughs> Leah is going to yeet out. Okay. Yeet back into the chest, and oh, as the soul begins to go back into the body, he just goes and snaps her neck and throws the body on the floor. The soul doesn't return to the body, and the soul just 
I imagine as soon as my my soul goes back into my body, the chest just kind of bursts around The chest, the chest me. Uh, crumbles to dust. Just... And on the floor, bent at like a 90... Or like a, at a terrible, like, angle, are the bones in this tiefling's neck, and he just tosses the body to the side. We well, that... did it! We did a thing, guys! Axel's gonna go over to the body and cast Speak with Dead. Okay. Was there anything you wanted to say to any of those in our party? No. I'll just look around. All right. Ends it. Okay. Eclipse, can I try on the tiara? Yeah, I haven't attuned to it yet. Here you go. Oh. How does it look? It's an infernal looking tiara. It looks like it's made out of jagged red metal. It kind of conflicts with your mushrooms. Like, the color combination is a Rom little weird. Rom slides down the chute. But like... He's not waiting. He's just whoop, down the chute. Man's here on a mission. We should we should really follow him. News is going down already, too. Okay. I'm gonna... I'll, I'll, I'll follow them. Okay. Leah's clutching her staff, and she jumps and starts sliding. Okay. Yeah, I'll go down. I think we're all going down. All right. Mm. Ash and Henry follow, I assume. He's not here. You all start sliding down the chute. 120 feet. You're still sliding down the chute, picking up speed. Another 120 feet go. Still sliding down the chute. Another 120 feet. You're still sliding down the chute. And then you land in water. Kabloosh. Fouled water. Very deep about 60 feet deep you can't see below the surface uh, and there are little rocky outcroppings of islands scattered all in this chamber and the chamber is dark uh, so to recap for Mr. Henry Nash you guys slid down that chute it went like 600 or so feet and you all dropped into a large underground ca cavern submerged in 60 feet deep of water uh, and there are floating outcroppings of rocky islands all over the place. They're small rocky outcroppings, though. But you all sense that presence watching you is fully in effect here. Fully intensified. And all in your head, you hear a voice say, Ah, you finally arrived. And Noose is a very familiar presence. Again, the day you felt when all of your caged shenanigans happened. Um, and rising from the far end of this cavern out of the water looks like a beholder, but it's not just a beholder. The beholder has somehow been merged and fused into the long, massive serpentine body of an abolith 
and you look at this There's creature and realize you're fighting a beholder slash abolith hybrid known as the black mother and that is where we're going to end the session for the week so glad i got all those magic items <laughs> yeah leah just like yeets the tiara back to you just like ah, you're gonna I think it's a missed opportunity not calling it a Behabolith. Behabolith? Uh, I would like to call shenanigans. That's not, that's not fair. Why not? Hey, we pulled shenanigans literally all session. Oh, uh, no. Well, yeah, true. We did. But I was going <laughs> to... This is this is 100% comeuppance, but uh, long coming. Because, like, what, last week, two weeks ago, Justin asked in the Sunday group group chat, like, hey, what do you think a beholders mixed with an aboleth would look like like how do you think that would work as a monster and i was like oh i have some ideas and like i gave them to him and then so like, this is your fault sam i assumed it was for one of the other games i didn't think he'd have me pre prepare my own doom so <laughs> and i can't cast finger of death because i don't have yep. enough charges, no charges. so it's this is a very dark room no lights in it whatsoever 60 feet deep of water, little rock, rocky, rocky outcroppings if people need to get over the water and stand on. But this is a flooded chamber, so this Beholder Abolith is not restricted to its slow hover speed. It can go underwater and swim around this entire underwater cavern. So, Nasty. we'll be back here next week with, with that fight. So until then, sorry it was a longer session, everybody. A lot happened. Um, but we'll be back here next week with a battle map as well as some other fun stuff. Also, please come tomorrow for Shadows Over Ravenloft, episode 29, at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Sunday, possibly Soldiers of the Lich Queen at 5.15 p.m. Eastern Time, and then 10.30 p.m. on Sunday, Eastern Time, for Call of Cthulhu, our first session. So until then, good night, everybody. Bye-bye.